Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Audio's Matt Mosley. And uh, we begin our sports day. You've heard the John Morris Show. You heard the press box earlier in the day. Got a big, big one planned for you today. And uh, very excited about uh, this show. Always is the case. But uh, today, we didn't really have a chance yesterday, Aaron, to play any of the interviews or the um, the audio from the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Maybe we'll do that later in the week. I mean, that was kind of cool. To hear DeMarcus Ware go in, the emotional speech that he made, and um, and then, of course, Chuck Halley going in, age 87, finally makes it into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And sadly, he's got late-life late, uh, late life, uh, oh, dementia, and uh, it's in advanced stages, and so... Chuck was not able to be there, but his son, Scott Halley, was there to accept. Bob Lilly was there, Mr. Cowboy himself. That was really cool, and uh, sure enough, he uh, he reached right out there and uh, and gave the bust a little uh, a little kiss, and um, man, that was just a neat moment to see him thinking about his teammate like that. And uh, today at 420, Scott Halley joins the Matt Mosley Show. So straight from Canton to our show. So pretty cool. Uh, We do have Mac Rhodes later in the program, about 535 today. Or plan on it about around 530. Just be ready. Be ready. We'll have Mac on, and then we'll kind of finish the show tonight talking to the uh, director of athletics. I've been in touch, by the way, Aaron, um, and Aaron Sexton along with us as always. Aaron, how are you today? I'm great. I'm uh, just, I don't know. I'm in, a, <laughs> I'm in a great mood. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, well, that's, I mean. I didn't mean to catch you uh, by surprise there. Uh, well, no, I was trying it, to think if there was like some reason behind it. But yeah, good to yeah. be in a well, good I'm mood glad sometimes. You're, I'm glad you're pleased. I'm glad in, you're yeah. happy. Okay, it makes me happy if if Aaron is Aaron is uh, he's ready to roll today. Now, Brett Yormark um, is um, we're we're we have in, we're trying to li- line up something with him. And he is uh, apparently traveling this week, so we'll see. Doesn't always do the uh, the live radio interview. He's more of a podcast guy. But Aaron, I have shown a willingness to head right out there to Irving, Las Colinas, 
and pre-record it on my phone. That's the way I did. I had it, uh, the interview with Brett recently. But I, um, Aaron, for once, I just decided to go through the proper channels. I did not go directly through Brett Yormark, and I went to the vice president of communications with the Big 12 office. And we'll see. We'll see. But we've already had one great, uh, fun interview with him, and uh, we'll uh, we'll kind of see where this goes. And, uh, man, I tell you, I'm getting reminders, Aaron, as we speak for all these. Uh, uh, there's a tour coming up where I can see the new uh, Baylor Herd Welcome Center. I mean, I'm, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Now, I'm going to be in town. What day? Let's see. I'm going to be in town Thursday at the Baylor Club doing a show. So you never know. I may just I may pop in that day. See if they'll do like kind of a a private a Mosley. Surely Baylor would 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 entertain that idea. I may ask Lori Fogelman if that can happen. I'd like to duck into town, see that, and then uh, and then visit with everybody over there at the Baylor Herd Welcome Center. What a beautiful place that is. That's the Mark and Paula Herd Welcome Center, and um, and there's going to be uh, let's see. Ooh, look at this. Um, oh, this is kind of cool, Aaron, as we speak. This is today. And um oh this is the oh this is the webinar. This is really cool. The um and of course it's happening during our show. Aaron, should we join a webinar live? The uh, Jason Cook, who comes on with us sometimes, vice president for marketing and communications and chief marketing officer for Baylor, is is discussing the nuances of the uh, of of the unique project, featuring uh, Marco Guerrero and Alan Watts. Wow, I mean, this is very very cool stuff. Now, Aaron, I, can, I don't think we can be on a webinar while we're live on radio, but I I like the idea. Um, in fact, I'm going to tell them right now. Uh, but that's that's nice. I hope they'll give us a shout out during this webinar. Aaron, are you a webinar guy? Have you been have you been have you been on a couple of webinars in your time? I guess it's just like attending a Zoom meeting, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I'm not a big fan. For the webinar? Yeah. I always feel awkward. Why is that, man? Awkward is kinda like yeah. I thought you would get you gotten past any of that during the uh during the pandemic, a good webinar. Of course, we didn't have any face-to-face relations with anybody, and uh, we just kind of did everything via webinar. But that's really cool that that's happening today, and I'm looking forward to an upcoming uh, little tour that I'm going to take of the uh, of that wonderful new uh, Aaron. That's they're calling that kind of the front porch or the front door to Baylor. All right, and so that'll be. Uh, That'll be kind of cool. And then the recent announcement, of course, that we had the president on uh, talking about all the new teams coming in. But, uh, Aaron, the uh, <laughs> the fact that I believe on August 26th, which is a big day, I, they're doing a lot of stuff for incoming, and I think they're going to do some stuff with the new Welcome Center, maybe like a grand opening type deal. But that day... I believe they're kind of kind of have an open house for the new Cubs. Like you're going to be able to go by and see the new Bear Cubs, Indy and Bell. So let's kind of keep that. Uh, let's keep that in mind. Now, again, big 
big uh, day planned for you. Uh, I I find this really interesting, Aaron. There's a there's a there's a thing on uh, on right now. One of the lead stories on ESPN is um, a USC commit cornerback Dakota Fields, big big time player, flips to Oregon after the Big Ten news. So I'm I kind of you know we we talk sometimes about players. Not, you know, thinking as much as we do about these changes and conference realignment. Listen to this story, Aaron. And this can be also in Campus Confidential today at 440. It said the impact has been immediate. As four-star cornerback Dakota Fields, um, number 75 in the 2024 ESPN 300, decided Monday night to change his commitment from the Trojans to the Ducks. I mean, that that is really interesting. He's the third highest recruit in the Ducks class and is the third ESPN 300 cornerback to join Dan Lanning's program for next year. Aaron, it would, I mean, I wouldn't have thought, like, that, that you know, they would pick, oh, well, USC's in the Big Ten now. I think I'll go to USC. Oh, now Oregon's in the Big Ten. I think I'll jump back over to Oregon. Um, This player happens to be from California after he took official visits to both Washington and Oregon. And and now they say, Aaron, Oregon's 2024 class ranks seventh in ESPN's latest team rankings, and it's 13... ESPN 300 pledges are tied with LSU and Michigan for second most in the country. Aaron, I would think that, like, uh, you know, related to that, I would think Utah, Arizona, Arizona State, and obviously Colorado was already doing it. I bet they're digging in so hard in Texas as we speak. And I don't get me wrong, Kyle Whittingham, Whitting, Whittingham and, and others – uh, Kenny Dillingham from uh, Arizona State, the the coach there, and then um, and then Jed Fish, I believe, is the head football coach at Arizona. They'd already been trying to dip into Texas. Aaron, I would bet from a recruiting standpoint, the recent news has just lit up the 2025 and the 2024 recruiting and. That that's that is an interesting piece of all of this, Aaron. And even like Baylor, for instance, do you think recruits that are on the fence about Baylor at least at 2024-25, now that the Bears can say, "Hey, we've got an even better conference that we're playing in," do you think that impacts the recruits? I mean, obviously, it already USC lost a kid because Oregon gets into the Big Ten now. Um, maybe Aaron, the, the, the whole conference alignment thing plays more of a role than we've anticipated or even been thinking about. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And I think, I think it does. I think that you, if you had any doubts about the, which I don't think you should have, but if anyone had any doubts about the stability of the big 12 conference before all this happens, you certainly shouldn't now that they've actually added four more teams from another conference. It's uh, 
I think you're right. I know it's kind of cliche, but what's the old saying? A rising tide lifts all boats. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of appropriate here. Yeah. Um, it's very, very interesting to kind of see how everybody's reacting to this uh, news. And I, I just, man, this time of year, we're getting, we got training camp in pro foot, you know, NFL. We got Major League Baseball. Aaron, I got, I have to say that even like against a horrible Oakland team, I was kind of, now I'm not saying I watch every single minute of these games, but I, I just cannot, right now, um, the back and forth nature of the Astros and Rangers in we're still in early August. I love it. I love it. I, I, I love monitoring all of it. Now, by, by the way, the uh, Rangers and A's and these games are so late out there on the West coast that we can't always get the, um, the lineups this early in the day. We'll kind of keep, uh, keep our eye to, um, to see the lineup, the, the probable pitchers tonight, by the way, that would be Max Scherzer for the Rangers, who's got his ERA down to 404, gave up three runs, earned runs, but pitched six innings last time out. Um, and Aaron, he's going up against J.P. Sears. Now, every, sadly, because they play for the A's, Aaron, every A's pitcher is like two and eight. Um, this guy's not horrible. 407 ERA and in his last well he last time out he only gave up two earned runs in five innings actually that was uh that was versus the Rangers but uh anyway very interesting uh even a horrible team like that and Aaron we are never you're never out of a game against the A's right last night in the but sixth inning I had people telling me all oh, the Rangers they missed out on this or all oh, they missed their chance or this was that you? No, no, I don't think no, somebody no. texted me and said, you know, oh man, they're leaving everybody on base. And I thought to myself, and I should have responded to this. I should have been like, it's the it's the A's. They're going to be okay. So they were down three two. They score uh, a run to tie it in the seventh. Two more runs to go up 5-3 in the eighth, and the Rangers get that win. Aaron, I've, I, you rarely see this in one of those matchup predictors. ESPN Analytics right now has the Rangers with a 70.1% chance to win this game tonight, which sure are on the mound. A's 29.9% chance. I mean that, that's 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 what happens when you play the sad sack Oakland A's and the Rangers uh, uh, record now up to sixty seven and forty six and the A's fall it fell to thirty two and eighty one. <laughs> Aaron, what do you think the A's home record is? Okay, where most teams. You know, should be should be pretty good. Give me a little guess. What do you think the Oakland A's home record is? What was their overall record again? Thirty-two and eighty-one. So you mm. would think they've won the majority of their games at home. 
I'm gonna even guess, though they play in that awful it, place. Right. I'm going to guess that's not the case. So I'm going to say they've won like 12 games at home or something ridiculous like that. Se- 17 and 40. Oh, okay. They're 17 and 40. And and I, I love I like looking at these things, Aaron, just kind of the matchup of this thing. The uh the slugging percentage, which you think wouldn't shouldn't be for a whole lineup, shouldn't be like that much higher. Rangers have a four sixty three team slugging percentage. A's are three sixty two. <laughs> they're a hundred they're <laughs> hundred slight points. difference. They're a hundred points less. Now the only thing, um, I mean, the only thing they're even close on inter- strikeouts. Um, they're pretty close. Rangers actually have some more, and I think they're talking about for the hitters here. The um, Aaron on the on runs for the year. Rangers have six hundred and fifty three runs. A's have four hundred and six. Imagine having almost a 250-run lead over a team. Batting average, Rangers have a team batting average of 272. A's hanging in there with a 223. I mean, just really, really embarrassing stuff coming out of there right now. Uh, Game time weather. This is interesting. They're saying it's going to be... well, it's six. It's sixty nine out there right now, and sunny. It'll be a little chillier than that tonight. And um, anyway, uh, there is your uh, report going into tonight's game, and you can hear that game right here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, Aaron, um, let's uh, let's let our audience hear a little bit, and we'll set it up when we get back. But I. We, we Our Doomsday podcast, we had a, a one-on-one with the Cowboys' offensive coordinator, Brian Schottenheimer. And I want to let our audience listen to a little bit of this, sample some of this uh, interview. Really interesting. We'll do that next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. I'm Kyle Tumulton, general manager of Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota's ranked number one for the most reliable vehicles with data compiled from more than 300,000 vehicles built between 2000 and 2022. If you're in search of a new vehicle, Jeff Hunter Toyota offers a full selection of new Toyota models along with a vast inventory of pre-owned vehicles. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. Got chronic joint pain? Not having success with steroids, but trying to avoid surgery? Well, thankfully, there's a better way, and it's now available here for the medical professionals at QC Kinetics. It's Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. I'm talking about new advanced regenerative medicine treatments that can restore and repair damaged tissue in your bad joints, providing lasting relief with no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. QC Kinetics, nation's leader in precision regenerative medicine with over 100 clinics across America and literally thousands. Thousands of satisfied patients. If you got joint pain due to arthritis, knee pain, hip pain, shoulder pain, don't just think the old ways of dealing with pain are the only ways. You need to learn more about these new regenerative options that can change your life. Call QC Kinetics now. Free consultation with local medical professionals. 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. That's QC Kinetics. 254-415-4100. 
Every man has his special tool that he likes to carry around with him. That tool belongs in a special place, a toolbox. Because if you lose your tool, well, driving a truck around without a toolbox is like driving an emasculated truck. Hi, Jay here to let you know that at Pickup Outfitters, we believe in masculinity. So we carry virtually every kind of toolbox. Cross boxes, chest boxes, side mounts, toolboxes for flatbeds, steel, aluminum, black ones, white ones, shiny ones. Big, sturdy toolboxes. But in some cases, small toolboxes are okay because it's not always the size of the toolbox that matters. It's how you use it. Every working man has the right to protect his tools in a toolbox. So guys, do not run around with your tools exposed. Put them in a toolbox from Pickup Outfitters, where every day we fight the good fight to end truck nudity. Pickup Outfitters at 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco, or check out our website at createacommotion.com. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. In the five or so years that I've been servicing my cars here at Freddie Kish, I've been extremely pleased. I've been a customer of Freddie Kish for going on seven years. They just make it so convenient. And then on the other side, they just care. The guys in here are so friendly. They call me by name when I come in, and why would I want to change? I certainly wouldn't be giving any referrals to any other car servicing center in the area. I absolutely would not take my car anywhere else. It's the people and the professionalism, and uh, I wouldn't go anywhere else. Qualifications and rules apply. See Genco FCU for detail. Warning, free Genco Casasa checking may lead to a rise in disposable income due to cash back on everyday debit card purchases, refunds on ATM fees, and eliminations of so-called service fees. Increased satisfaction may result while operating your Genco debit card. If you suffer from chronic money loss, search for help at any Genco branch office. This has been a financial health advisory, courtesy of Genco FCU. My money, my future, my credit union, Genco. After a remarkable 100-year run, the FCC is officially closing the doors on traditional analog copper POTS telephone lines. FCC has issued an order 10-72A1, which mandates that all POTS lines in the U.S. be replaced with an alternative source. Another issue we are seeing is print nightmare. That is the vulnerability in Windows print servers where an attacker could run code with full systems privileges. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Really cool deal. We've got uh, Chuck Halley's son, Scott Halley, on with us. Chuck went into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, our uh, more mature audience knows, and even our younger audience, if they studied the Cowboys at all, know how famous Chuck Alley is in the Ring of Honor, and he's now in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. His son will join the Matt Mosley Show at 420, and then at 535 today, we will uh, have Mac Rhodes, Baylor Director of Athletics, will join the program. And... Uh, We'll have a nice conversation. There's been a lot going on, and there's, uh, I think, the one thing, Aaron, we can say, it does not look like that uh, Washington State or Oregon State, there was a little bit of rumbling with the Big 12 be interested, and the reports are out there now that that is not the case. I did think you would enjoy this, Aaron, and our entire audience. Bears are over in France right now. Playing in, oh, I think Paris and Lyon and Nice. It's director of basketball ops. Done a good job of lining everything up. Just got word, Aaron, via the Baylor men's basketball Twitter handle 
that freshman phenom Jacoby Walter and another freshman who reclassified into the 2023 class. That'd be Eves Missy, who uh, also happens to know the French language. Combine for 46 points to lift the Bears to their first win in France. Aaron, I guess you could say Eve's game translates, right? Wow. I mean, that is that is big time. I'm looking here. There's Jacoby. Now, they play with a different kind of basketball there. Okay, there's our man Eve. Ray J hit a shot because I saw one of our listeners is over there monitoring things. Her name's Sarah. I believe that's Sarah Rogers. And she had a... Uh, she had a uh, some video of Ray J like ending the ha- first half. They may play quarters over there, international ball, but he ended one of the halves with like a half court shot off the board. So that was kind of cool. All right, um, here's what I want to do. We had a chance, and I had to fly back early from Cowboys camp. We were just out in Oxnard, but I, I wanted to share this with you. My uh, the guy I do the podcast with, Ed Werder, had a chance to go one-on-one with both Troy Aikman, but also Brian Schottenheimer, the Cowboys' offensive coordinator. He's a really interesting guy, son of Marty. Marty will hopefully be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame at some point. Brian Schottenheimer, guy, he's called plays, Aaron, for 12 years of his career. In the NFL. Not this year because McCarthy is. But I thought this might be an appropriate time to listen to what he has to say. Uh, Brian Schottenheimer, Cowboys offensive coordinator, in this uh, exclusive interview that we got on uh, the Doomsday podcast. And uh, you'll hear our own Ed Werder doing this, uh, conducting this interview. Here's a little bit of that interview. So the guest on the Doomsday Podcast from Oxnard, California, right before I catch my plane and head out, Brian Schottenheimer, new offensive coordinator of the Cowboys, been a coach in the NFL for 24 years, been a play caller for, I think you said, 14 years. But you're one but not the other here this year under Mike McCarthy, uh, the offensive coordinator but not the play caller. So what does that mean your role will be in getting the offense prepared week to week? Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me, Ed. Um, again, just excited to get a chance to visit with you a little bit um, from sunny, beautiful Oxnard. You know, the way I look at it is, you know, having called plays so many for so many years, it's like, you know, my job and the staff's job is to help set the table for Mike to where Mike feels good, uh, the pre- during the week, the adjustments on game day, um, you know, what are we good at, the statistical stuff with what the self-scout says compared to what the opponents do. Um, and so I'm almost putting the hat on, like, okay, I know what I was looking for. And so communication with Mike, but trying to say, okay, hey, this this helped me. It should probably help him. And uh, we've always said if Mike feels good on game day, if Dak feels good on game day, uh, it's, it's going to be a good thing for the Cowboys. So that's kind of our job throughout the week. We'll do that. And um, it's no different in camp, you know, just watching the film, adjusting, you know, things that we're seeing, making um, maybe necessary changes for uh, personnel groups and stuff like that. But um, uh, he's easy to work with. 
secret enterprise. <laughs> you were an offensive coach working really with the defense, from from what I understand. So, what were you doing? It's funny. Uh, so, just you know, in this profession, it's so crazy. Just but you know, got fired in Seattle in 2020 after I'll say it, setting the franchise record for most points scored. Uh, but I also saw my dad get fired after a 14 win season. So nothing surprised me. 14 and two. Yeah, 14 and two. Um, but then uh, went down to Jacksonville uh, for the Urban Meyer experiment. Experiment. Uh, and after those two things, I was like, look, I'm taking the year off. Uh, another year on my com. You know, it's it's in our blood. Like it's just it, it, it. You know, we really. It's sad to say, but most of us coaches, we don't know what else to do with our lives. And so, you know, the first couple months are great. And then um, I was talking to a couple teams and uh, you know, seeing if there would be a role. And this consulting position came up with the Cowboys, which they had had actually the year before with Ben McAdoo. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was a cool position. It was uh, um, basically you're consulting, you're helping both sides of the ball. But for me, I was excited just to get a chance to come and spend a lot of time with the defense. Dan Quinn and I go way back to the, the time together Seahawks. with the Jets and well, the Jets oh, uh, back in uh, 2006, 7, and 8. Um, and uh, so just to sit in and learn what they were doing and try to, you know, lend an eye and communicate back and forth about, hey, okay, you know, DQ, I see what you guys are doing. Well, here's probably why the offense is doing that. Um, and it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, and it allowed me to do that, but at the same time be around um, uh, my family a little bit more. Um, it was kind of uh, very um, busy during the initial part of the week. It settled down towards the weekend other than game day. Um, but it was really good for me to kind of um, take a step back and, you know, just – not reevaluate myself, but reevaluate some, you know, core fundamental beliefs in football and what we're doing. And of course, it helped. Now that this role has come about, it's helped me get to know the locker room, some of the players, and and what a special culture uh, has been created here with Dallas. Right. So this is Brian Schottenheimer, Cowboys offensive coordinator. And Ed asked a good question. Ed, if you've never heard, listened to the Doomsday podcast that I do with Ed Order. Uh, you should subscribe. You can do it on Apple. You can do it on Spotify. You can do it on Stitcher. Just type in the words uh, Doomsday Podcast or Doomsday, and you'll see. Now, don't get on those Doomsday End of the World podcast. Get on one. You'll see me with my sunglasses like a big caricature of Ed Werder and me. And, um, and, and, and subscribe because I think you'll love it, and we do it all during the season. And when we get good interviews, I like to share it on the Matt Mosley show. And this one, you only hear Ed's voice and not mine because I had to make my way back to Dallas uh, in the Metroplex in a hurry because my grandmother, we were celebrating her 100th birthday the following day. And that was the last flight out I was trying to make to make sure I was there and in place. But um, I, I find this interesting, Aaron, learning more about what he was doing last year. A defensive, helping on the defense, a consultant, and I kind of like what he said. I was part of the Urban Meyer experiment. We, basically, what it sounded kind of like reading between the lines he was trying to say was I was part of the Urban Meyer disaster. I mean, I not many people escaped that. And um, it's kind of amazing, <laughs> honestly, that Jacksonville has now kind of moved on as quickly as they have, and and they're now a, a considered a, a playoff contender and, and pretty good. But, again, sometimes, man, you have a hard time landing 
when you leave a bad situation like that. This is a coaching family. This is a guy who understands. And at some point in this interview, we may get to it here in a minute, he he talks about his very intentional decision he was he was uh, he started his career one place in in uh, college football he ends up he started at like a big 12 school oh he was at Kansas he was at KU it would have been probably big 8 at the time and uh or maybe right when they formed the big 12 but he transferred out uh and finished at Florida with the thought hey i'm not going to get to play any but i think this might help my coaching career to be at Florida. Now, Aaron, it doesn't hurt to have Marty Schottenheimer be your dad. Like, that's the best thing on his resume, right? My dad's Marty Schottenheimer. But still, hey, even, the you know, kids of famous people have to work their way up. Now, let's hear a little bit more. This is Ed Werder, ESPN's own, and a contributor of the Matt Mosley Show. And uh, with Brian Schottenheimer, Cowboys offensive coordinator. Speak to me about, explain to me, describe. Uh, you said Mike is is re-energized, that, that he's calling a place for the first time in Dallas. Did it for almost his entire 13 years in Green Bay. The one time he gave it up to Tom Clemens, he took it back a short time later and said he'd never do it again. Mm-hmm. Comes to Dallas, inherits Kellen Moore, and Kellen Moore calls the place until this year. What have you seen from Mike in, in that regard that leads you to s- describe him as re-energized? Well, I mean, there there is an energy of you know when you're when you're the head coach and you're not you're involved in game plan, but you're not calling the plays either offensively or defensively. You know, you do so much uh, administrative stuff, right? I mean, I remember my dad saying he's like, you know, just coming up in the NFL and was quarterback coach, I think, with Chargers. He's like, you know, Brian, you're so anxious to be a head coach. He's like, it's not that great a gig. Like, you do a lot of administrative stuff and you find players and you do all this stuff off the field. And really what we all love as coaches is the chess match. That and spending the time with the players because the players are what makes this thing go. But, um, you know, so Mike just being back in meetings and, and selling his philosophy and his expertise and comparing notes with what's been in place here with, with, with Kel and going back to Jason Garrett and then, you know, now me coming in and Coach Solari and coming some of the new pieces. So he's just excited. You know, he's excited to put his fingerprint back on things. And, um, again, we've got a great staff. We all work well together. Um, it's nice to be around a group of veteran players like Dak, Zach, Tyron, CD, Tony Pollard, but also see some of the young guys coming up. And so um, it's just I think he's enjoying the chess match that he's missed. Being more a part of the competition. Deciding and, the and, 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 and way more involved in just the day-to-day, With the hey, player. I want to do this, I want to do that. Like, hey, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, he, he, you know he's got to make the call. We want him to feel good about it. Um, and so that does energize you, does re-energize you. And um, he's having fun, which is cool to see. Is it hard to sell a bunch of guys like Dak on embracing new concepts when really from Dak's point of view, he's run essentially the same system the whole time he's been here, whether it was Jason Garrett, Scott Lanahan, or Kellen Moore calling the plays. Is it Absolutely not. That's one of the things I love about this group of veteran players. Like, again, 
if you talk to Dak, if you talk to Zach, if you talk to Tyler Biotich, who, you know, again, I'm a huge fan of Tyler. Like, they they like some of the subtle changes that we've made. Uh, they're hungry to win. They're hungry to, to go find that championship and to get pushed over the edge. And, again, I think that shows confidence in not only their ability to do whatever we, we ask of them, but also in what Mike's built here and what we're trying to bring here, which is, you know, adjusting things. There's changes. There's subtle changes. But we also protected a bunch of stuff that makes those guys feel like, okay, hey, this is very similar to what we've been doing, um, and the changes, they actually like them. And so um, it's it's been a fun process because, again, we didn't force feed any of these things. These are things that, again, you talk about it through the offseason program, phase one, phase two, getting into phase three. And uh, now that we're in a training camp, we've always said this is, Phase one and phase two of the off-season program, you're teaching the system. Phase three, when you start practicing in OTAs, you want to detail it. And then training camp's about perfecting it. So we're into that stage now where going against great defense every day, great back and forth, but like we're trying to perfect the scheme so that when we get teed up to go play the Giants on opening day, opening night, I guess, that um, we go out there with a ton of confidence. How will this be different, look different than what Kellen ran? Uh, it'll be subtle things. I mean, again, I'm not going to tip our hand in too many oh, ways. Come on. You know, um, great question. Uh, but uh, in reality, again, like I said, subtle changes. You know, we really want to address some of the protection things, you know, try to clean some of those things up. Just the way we're teaching it, again, won't really look um, a whole lot of different from a schematical standpoint. Um, and then there's things that we just want to kind of tie together uh, from run game, protections, pass game, all that stuff that um, uh, we're excited to see uh, get unveiled again when the season starts. All right, it's Brian Schottenheimer speaking to our own Ed Order. ESPN's own and the Doomsday Podcast. And then Ed also contributes to the Matt Mosley show. Aaron, he didn't want to tip his hand there. I, I feel like they their their attempt is to get better uh blocking schemes for deck, have the ball come out quicker, and and give him some help on some pre-snap. Kind of knowing exactly, you know, not putting so much on him with all this, well, let's get everybody way down the field and then get some comeback routes. I mean, there'll still be some of that in the offense, but this is going to be a more rhythmic. Point those feet to where you're throwing, get the ball out. Get it to the running backs. Running backs may not always be the actual running game, but you're going to throw the ball to Tony Pollard and Deuce, or Dowdle, or Malik, whoever's back there, going to be making those plays. I I, I find this, um, I, I think Schottenheimer, man, this is quite an opportunity. He wants to call plays again. If he helps make Mike McCarthy look good, he's going to get that opportunity. Could he become a head coach? He could. He could. He's got the name for it. And he may get another opportunity. But right now, as he said, I don't know if he's dying to be a head coach like he used to. That's what a lot of those guys dream of. But now I think he's seen the other side of it enough to kind of like being a little bit in the shadows. Aaron, can an offense coordinator for the Cowboys remain in the shadows? Well, kind of. <laughs> kind of in this instance. Because I think a lot of our listeners today... This is kind of the first time they've zeroed in 
or heard Brian Schottenheimer, and if we did a test out on the street and said, hey, who's the offense coordinator for the Cowboys now? Who replaced Kellen Moore? Aaron, even some pretty big-time fans might, you know, there might be some people who are a little, I can't, can't totally remember. It's Brian Schottenheimer. Let's listen to a little bit more of, of Ed Werder and Cowboys offensive coordinator Brian Schottenheimer on the Doomsday podcast. What does it say about Mike McCarthy? And we're going to talk about you and your dad in a second here. But what does it say about Mike McCarthy that, you know, most teams in the NFL are throwing the ball far more than they're running it. And he did in Green Bay for all of his success. You had Brett Favre, you had Aaron Rodgers. Um, but last year, the Cowboys ran the ball by design on 45% of their plays. That's mm-hmm. t- top six in the NFL. First time Mike's ever ranked in the top ten. But what is it? And then he's talking about how we need to get better running the football um, here this year. What does that say about him as a head coach or a play caller offensively that he's willing to go against what every the direction it seems most other teams are going and something he's really never done before? Well, I think honestly, when you look at it, it shows his experience. It shows his selflessness. I mean, you look at our defense and the way this team is built. Like our defense is is they're excellent. That's no, that's not a secret. Everybody knows that I get a chance to see him every day when we compete against them. Um, but, you know, there is a formula to win in this league. And when you get into the playoffs, when you play these elite pass rushing teams, if you don't have an ability to physically pound the football at people and wear people down. Like when I was coordinating in Seattle, right, we were playing the Rams, you know, two times, sometimes three times every year. And it's like the best thing to do against Aaron Donald in that defense is not to throw the football and get him isolated on a guard. It's to come after him and beat him up in the running game and take body shots. And it's a little bit like a heavyweight fight. And so um, I think Mike understands there's a formula for winning. And winning drives every decision that, that we make, that he makes. And um, so, again, I think it speaks to his experience. I think it speaks to his uh, ability to say what is best for the Cowboys. Um, But let's be honest. There's going to be games where we have to throw the ball 40, 45 times to win. Maybe it's just the way the game goes, or there's going to be times maybe we run it 40, 45 times. So I think the best teams I've been around, Ed, that's what they're able to do. Whatever the game plan calls for, and that's including adjustments on game day, whatever it calls for, you're willing as a play caller to adapt and attack how the game's being played. All right. And uh, some good stuff from Brian Schottenheimer to hear from uh, Brian. And then also a Troy Aikman interview that Ed did. Uh, Subscribe to the Doomsday Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you like getting your podcasts. Go to that. A lot of people go to the Apple Podcast. I think that's where Aaron gets his. Aaron, are you an Apple guy? You're not. You're not. Uh, I am an Android. Okay, I'm I an Android am, guy. Almost right. changed. It's a long story, oh, but now I remained oh. an Apple guy. I had a problem that let's, got resolved. Let's save that for a rainy day, Aaron. I want to hear how you almost became an Android user. Um, all right. So good stuff. That's the Cowboys' offensive coordinator uh, joining us, and uh, and you can hear that whole. And then, of course, we might sample a little of what Aikman. Troy Aikman had to say to Ed about this year's Cowboys team. We'll play some of that for you tomorrow. You never know what you'll get on the Matt Mosley show. We'll keep you uh, posted uh, on all of that. And a reminder, uh, Chuck Halley just went into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. His son, Scott, joins us at 420 today. 
we'll call uh, we'll call we'll call Scott Halley uh, after he did a great job in Canton, and uh, what a what a huge occasion it was. And we'll visit with uh, Scott Halley, son of the great Chuck Halley, who sadly couldn't be there because he's uh, suffering from late stage dementia. But uh, tremendous, tremendous player for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, all right, next, let's do a little NFL blitz. This is ESPN Central Texas. Do you want a brand new boat? Right now you can get a boat cheaper than ever before at Marineland Boating Center, home of Yamaha Boats. For Marineland Boating Center's 40th anniversary sale, we're slashing prices on an awesome new rain heat. The soil is shrinking. The ground is moving. Options than anyone in town. 1940s Alamo Steely Life Insurance. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch. La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. There are lots of reasons to own a golf car. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf cars for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Texas. Well, it is the Matt Mosley Show. And you hear the music. At 3.40 every day, we've started doing what we call the NFL Blitz. And we'll do it all through football season and uh, training camp. There's so much going on. Players coming and going. Players leaving practice to go to uh, rehab. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of running back stories out there. And a reminder, speaking of NFL, the great Chuck Halley just went into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And uh, Chuck sadly has a dementia, and uh, and just couldn't take uh, you know part of the festivities. But his son and daughter were there representing him. He and his wife Nancy, and his son Scott is going to join us at 4:20, and. Uh, I'm fortunate enough over the years we've gotten to know a lot of the old, the former Cowboys greats. Got to meet Chuck at one point. Used to see them up in Dallas at Fish City. Chuck might uh, it wasn't Fish City. It was uh, Flying Fish, and you, that's the best place to run into Leroy Jordan. Leroy would be sitting up there. I think sometimes Chuck would meet him up there. 
over the Park Cities in Dallas. But uh, Roger, of course, would meet them, and his offices were not too far away, right around the corner. And uh, what a great, great group. And uh, sadly, we're, we've lost some of those uh, folks in recent years from those teams. But uh, that'll be neat to talk to Chuck's son, Scott Halley, who spoke the other day at the induction of his father. All right, Aaron, what do you have for us today? Always seems to be Cowboys news, which we love. And I know there's other news around the NFL. Where do you lead us? Uh, where are you leading us off today? All right, we, uh, oh, we're not. All right, Aaron, we had a little uh, weather uh, situation that we were handling there. A little test. Uh, it, is, it is a little test, which is always good. We want to see if that is uh, working, and apparently it is. And that's uh, basically uh, when the test comes out and, and uh, we let everybody know what's coming. But I think everything, just a test, everything is fine weather-wise, other than it just being horribly hot. Aaron, can we get, like, sirens that go off when it gets above 105? I really think we should have, like, heat advisory sirens or something that uh, that uh, that go off when it gets to a certain level. All right, Aaron, let's do some NFL Blitz. What do you have for us? Former Las Vegas Raiders first-round pick, cornerback Damon Arnett, said pleaded, uh, excuse me, resolved a felony gun case by pleading guilty and then said he was about to board a flight to DFW to meet with the Dallas Cowboys. He said, quote, if I'm blessed enough to get another chance in the NFL, then I'm going to kill that. Arnett told reporters after the Clark County District Court in Las Vegas ordered him to never again involve himself with firearms. Probably not the best choice of words. He was pleading guilty for a case that involved an assault and possessing a gun, quote, in a threatening manner at a Las Vegas Strip Hotel valet in January of 2022. This is from Sports Illustrated. I haven't seen any updates on that. But yeah. after he left court yesterday, he said he was going to meet with the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> Insert joke. He's, he uh, escapes any kind of jail time, apparently. He's had his day in court. Hey, I'm going to go talk to the Cowboys now. So unfortunately, the Cowboys um, have at least one defensive back who's been involved in some pretty scary stuff. And uh, that was uh, he was in the car, Kelvin Joseph, on a drive-by shooting uh, a couple of years ago. But uh, anyway, uh, very interesting news, Aaron, right there. And uh, who, who was that, Aaron? Damon Arnett. Arnett. And when was he up? Uh, when was he a first-round pick for those Raiders? 2020. Okay, and the firearm situation was uh, they're in Vegas in the valet line. And we've all been a little frustrated in a valet line at some point. But you can't brandish the gun. You can't be flashing a gun around. And Aaron, did he – but he pled guilty – did it say, like, did he, does he have to do any community service or is he on probation or anything like that? What does it say happened to him? Because, uh, well, if you plead guilty, you would think he's got to serve something. Does yeah, the say? article says by a, he, he pled guilty, so they reduced the charges oh, to uh, misdemeanors, misdemeanor. and it yeah. doesn't say okay. 
the exact sentencing yet. Maybe I don't know if fine. he's been sentenced yet. Yeah. Maybe a fine. There are certain places, if you're going to get arrested on gun charges, you'd rather be. Texas may be one of those. Las Vegas, who knows, maybe one of those. Nevada. New York's a place you don't want to be. You really should just not get, you know, arrested on guns charges if you can avoid it. But I just remember Plexico Burris yes. years ago went to the Latin Club in New York City. He was a great player for the New York Giants at the time. They were having a, another one of those great runs under Tom Coughlin. And he goes to the Latin Club. I was covering the team at the time for ESPN.com along with the rest of the NFC East. And his gun just went off. Basically, I can't remember. I think he shot himself in the leg. He hurt himself, um, and he was able to come back from it eventually, but uh, not a good situation. And they got him on gun charges because New York had extremely stiff gun laws, especially if, you know, your ownership or you didn't own it properly, all of that kind of stuff. You remember that, Aaron? I do. And I mean, he the actually, guy literally shot himself in the foot. And if I remember correctly, he spent a couple years in jail just on that one lone charge. Like he actually went to prison for that, if I recall correctly. That's how that's how they're strong their gun laws are. Yeah. Now that's an interesting point. He certainly he certainly did go away for a while. I in my mind I don't have it as longer than six months, but why, you're right. I think he did serve time. I think we have it in our mind because of who he was and how wealthy these guys are. And you think back, Aaron, with uh, the great Ray Lewis. I mean, my gosh, he was present when somebody was murdered, wasn't he? And um, mm-hmm. I don't recall him ever serving time. And Jamal, I can't, and I can't remember what the guy who got uh, in trouble with the Ravens. It was a great running back. Remember, he was present for some awful thing. And uh, Jamal Lewis, who was the great running back for the Ravens? You remember? The, the big time, am I right? Is Jamal Lewis? Anyway, he he got in some uh, big time trouble back in the day. Aaron, what else do you have for us? The standoff between Jonathan Taylor and the Colts continues. The all-pro running back is rehabbing his ankle injury off-site, according to ESPN. Taylor, who's been in a standoff with the Colts over his lack of a contract extension, was not at today's practice, even though injured players are customarily expected to be on the field for each workout. Coach Shane Steichen said Taylor was absent as, quote, part of his rehab process. If you don't see him out here, it's part of his rehab. Hmm. (laughs) I don't know that I believe that. I mean, not not that he does not that he's not yeah. rehabbing, but yeah, because this is he had asked for. I mean, is there, Aaron? Is there any running back that's happy right now in the NFL? Like, who still has a great deal? Who's the highest paid running back in the game now? Christian McCaffrey. Okay, so Christians should we think he's happy? I mean, he got traded. Remember that? I mean, so I. He probably should have a pretty good deal in place. Pollard has to be maybe not as happy as he could be, but he's making $10 million on a franchise tag. I don't think he's as mad as some of these other running backs. Ooh, I was 
Well, this is just this year's cap number, but yeah. uh, this year, uh, Derrick Henry is making $16 million this year. So for this season, his cap hit is the highest, followed by Nick Chubb at 14.8. And then Tony Pollard and Josh Jacobs, who both obviously signed uh, – well, Josh Jacobs hasn't signed his yet, but who have both been tendered the uh, franchise tag off. Yeah. Isn't that amazing that the greatest running back or whoever's considered to be the best running back now, Aaron, makes somewhere in the neighborhood of 34 to $40 million less per year than the top quarterback. All right. I mean, there's been a discrepancy for a good while between quarterbacks and running backs. But, I mean, this is the biggest it's ever been. Because you got more and more quarterbacks moving to being $50 million a year quarterbacks. And it will be extremely rare to ever see another running back go above 15 a year. You said uh, our man is $16 million a year. Derrick Henry with the Titans. I, I don't think anybody will ever get above 20, and I think we may be finished seeing anybody go above 15. Aaron, what does Christian McCaffrey make per year, running back-wise? I'm um, going to guess 12, 10 to 12, somewhere in there. And this is maybe the most effective. Now, I also love that running back slash wide receiver the 49ers throw at you. McCaffrey. Oh, sorry. No, that's okay. McCaffrey yeah, what? He is, um, let's see, when did he sign that? Oh, he is in the, I believe, second year of a four-year, $64 million deal in his average salary. His cap hit's not that big this year because, of, you know, yeah. how they do the contracts, but his average annual salary is $16 million, so it's right there with okay. Derrick Henry. Okay, he and Henry – are right there at the top, and Pollard's hanging in there at about 10 mil. All right, it's uh, the Matt Mosley Show. We continue on. Whoa, we've been a busy. We've been busy. We got we got some Big 12 stuff to share with you. We'll get you caught up on the Rangers, and then a reminder at 420, a very special interview with the son of Pro Football Hall of Famer Chuck Howley. That happens at 420. All of it coming up next. It's time for today's Modern Media Big 12 football preview. Today, a look at Coach Joey McGuire and the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Here is John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check on Big 12 Conference football. And let's check in in Lubbock. Practice underway for the second season under head coach Joey McGuire. We'll hear from him straight ahead on today's Modern Media Big 12 football preview. Baylor, Scott and White, Hillcrest Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics. Our physicians specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of all sports-related injuries. Located at the Ted and Sue Getterman Sports and Orthopedic Center on the Baylor, Scott and White, Hillcrest campus. This state-of-the-art facility includes advanced MRI imaging, outpatient orthopedic surgery center, and a sports therapy department with indoor and outdoor physical therapy spaces. Trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics. Our goal is to get you back in the game. 
Hi, Kyle Sotrano here with George's Restaurant, Bar, and Catering to tell you about what's new this season. Come enjoy one of our brand new Big O cocktails and try some of our new items like avocado toast, Italian nachos, and shrimp and grits. You can watch the game on our 200-inch Big O screens at either location. Check out our new menus and party package options online at georgeswaco.com or come see for yourself. Serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner Monday through Saturday at both of our locations. George's number one at 1925 Spate Avenue and George's number two at 1201 Hewitt Drive. Sick'em Bears. If you like the Bill of Gear John's wearing, check it out at the Bill of Bookstore or 24-7 online at BillofShop.com. Every team knows that the two-point play can be a winning move. That's why State Farm agent Bob Anderson and his team are here to help you go for two by combining your home and auto insurance. It's a great call that saves you time and money. So go for the win and score savings by combining your home and auto. It's just another way we're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Bob Anderson at 666-7557 today. Now back to today's Big 12 football preview. Here again is John Morris. And welcome back. The USA Today AFCA preseason college football poll out yesterday. Among those in the top 25, the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Ranked in the preseason for the first time since 2008, they check in at number 24. Let's check in with head coach Joey McGuire on the first day of practice. It's great to see everybody. Just real quick, uh, fun day one. Um, really uh Really happy with the effort. Uh, when you have a team like this and have so many guys coming back, you know you expect a lot of retention. Um, but it was it was really good to see some of the new guys. Uh, Brandon Lux is he's he's special. Um, I'm going to tell you he he had a great practice. Really proud of him. And then uh, B.J. Jordan uh, had a great pa- pass breakup um, during our first uh, group of seven on seven. And so it was fun to see some of those young guys retain so much from the summer too. But um, speed of practice was good. Uh, of course, we don't have the shells on yet, so the physicality is a little bit different, but uh, happy with where we're at, happy with where we are conditioning-wise and um, just the retention. And then uh, I don't know if you could have a better first day with the two quarterbacks. I mean, those dudes, uh, they, they even if we uh, necessarily didn't catch some of the passes where they were throwing the ball placement, um, everything like that. I actually told Jalen Peoples, he had a phenomenal rep during one-on-one and I said, there's a guy that went in the Hall of Fame that probably couldn't defend that back shoulder fade that Baron Morton threw to Coy Aiken. And so um, just really happy with where we're at for day one. Joey McGuire and the Texas Tech Red Raiders nearing their season opener September 2nd on the road at Wyoming. They'll host Oregon in week two in Lubbock. And that's today's Modern Media Big 12 football preview. I'm John Morris. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Attention Baylor alumni near and far. Are you ready to reconnect, reminisce, and make a lasting impact? Look no further than the Baylor Line Foundation, your alumni partner for life. Whether you're a recent graduate or a seasoned alum, Baylor Line Foundation is the place to stay connected with fellow alumni through exciting events, networking opportunities, and exclusive access to Baylor stories. Rekindle old friendships and forge new ones while cheering on our beloved Bears. To find out more, visit the BaylorLineFoundation.com. 
Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you guys that we are available. We have appointments. If you have any questions about cracking your sheetrock, doors sticking, or if you're looking to buy a home and you have concerns, please feel free to give us a call. We'll send somebody out to take a look. Our number is 254-235-4922, or you can find us at fixitjimmy.com. Hey, neighbor, I saw your license plate. Welcome to Texas. Oh, thanks. I'm going to need a bigger mower for this lawn. Seems like everything's bigger here. <laughs> it sure is. And we're saving up for a big pool. Well, then you're going to need a high-yield savings account with EECU. It has a rate of 4.5% APY with no minimum balance and no monthly fees. 4.5%? <laughs> that is big. Yep. We've done our banking with EECU for years, and we added a high-yield savings account just last week. It was fast and easy to open online. Just call 800-333-9934 or go to eecu.org slash 450 save and open your account in under five minutes. Wow. Uh, what'd you call them? EECU? <laughs> yeah, that's right. They've been helping Texans grow their savings for over 85 years. You can't go wrong with EECU and a 4.5% APY. Plus, you can take your money out anytime you need it. <laughs> Thanks for the tip. Uh, you don't know any good fishing spots, do you? Federally insured by NCUA. APY's annual percentage yield. Membership requirements and terms and conditions apply. Visit EECU.org slash 450 save or call 800-333-9934 for details. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at CentexSportsFan.com. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they will also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center. 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cnccollisioncenter.com and find them on Facebook. Elevate your career with a new job at Time Manufacturing Company. First, second, and third shifts are available. CNC machinists start at $21 an hour. Welders start at $22 an hour. And second and third shift differential is an additional $250 an hour. Time Manufacturing is a leading global manufacturer of vehicle-mounted aerial lifts, digger derricks, bucket trucks, and bridge inspection equipment. Drop by their location at 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. This date's going really well. We're going to be such a great couple. Whoa, uh, I think you're going a little fast. Yeah, I know, I know. We just met, but we've got chemistry. I think you better slow down. Oh, okay. (laughs) Sorry. I thought you were feeling it, too. I'm feeling like you're driving too fast. Slow the car down, please. Speeding is dangerous, and speeding tickets are costly. Oh, (laughs) that's funny. You were talking about my driving. (sighs) I was talking about both. Be safe. Drive smart. A message from TxDOT. 
Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is uh, the Matt Mosley Show. And uh, that's a lot of good NFL nuggets we were just sharing with you. Another NFL guest coming up, Scott Halley, the uh, son of Chuck Halley. And uh, Chuck is now in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. What an incredible moment that was. Chuck has uh, late-stage dementia, and um, and sadly his wife has Alzheimer's, but the uh, the rest of the family, they and they, they had it on, and in fact, uh, Scott Halley had the, uh, the crowd uh, say hello to Chuck or do a shout-out to his dad, but, um, you know, I mean, it's it's just we found out more and more of what the, the terrible toll the game took on people continues to take. I mean, I think there are things we do that we're a little smarter about in handling concussions, but uh, it'll be interesting to talk to um, Scott Halley, and, and he did a nice job with his speech at the induction on Sunday, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That happened over the weekend, and that was really neat to just see him go in and then see his teammate and great friend, Bob Lilly, who had pre-recorded a speech, but then uh, was up there with Chuck Halley's son, Scott Halley, to unveil the bust and... Um, and to see uh, Chuck, who just, man, looked awesome. That bust looked, did a great job. It looked exactly like him in his prime. And um, Bob Lilly leaned over and kissed the, uh, the bust the, the, uh, of uh, Chuck Halley. I mean, what a, what a neat and touching moment that was. And uh, we'll talk to Chuck Halley's son, Scott in just a few minutes. Now, um, I've been looking uh, to, because the uh, Rangers continue to be on this roll that they're on, they're playing uh, tonight again a late game, 840. And it's not as bad as it used to be. For some reason, I remember some of those games starting at like 905 or 930 back in the day. They've at least moved them up a little bit on the West Coast to get these things in. It's, it's, it's a 9.40 start out there on the East Coast. This is Max Scherzer on the mound this evening. And uh, uh, Max will make his second start for the Rangers against Sears for the, uh, uh, the Oakland A's. And it looks like now, um, in fact, I was going to MLB.com, to look and it looks like they may have the uh, lineup out there in fact i'm probably going to go aaron let's go to uh texas rangers their site because that would be the most reliable and they put it out first i wanted to kind of see who they had out there in the uh and i don't think they've posted one yet you just never know aaron who it's going to be from night to night who's going to be the hero for this team player of the game last night Mitch Garver. Um, 
now hitting Garver since, and it's just the timing could not be better with uh, Jonah Heim out for the last couple of weeks, few weeks, and hoping he'll back uh, fairly soon. Um, uh, Garver, who always seems to play, hit really well when he's catching, but when he DHs, for whatever reason, it doesn't always seem to kick in for him. Last night, goes three for four, two doubles, and two RBI. Player of the game for the Rangers. He's hitting 414 over the last eight games. Rangers win that game 5-3 to three over the Oakland A's. That is one, two, three, four, five, six. How many how many uh Aaron wins in a row is this for the Rangers? One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven? I mean, they're on a roll, and they have been ever since the deal was made. They had the sweep of the White Sox. Now they're taking care of the A's. Um his team's in a good spot right now. And it's kind of fun to watch these uh, these guys come in and and uh, and take care of the bullpen. Looks good. Uh, Chapman, I was kind of watching him from last night, freezing hitters. And um, man, what a what a really cool moment. And uh, here, by the way, was uh, also uh, scoring the go ahead run last night in his Major League Baseball debut. That would be none other than Ornelas, O-R-N-E-L-A-S, on an infield bouncer off the bat of Jankowski. Aaron, is Jankowski the easiest guy on the team to recognize? Don't you think with with that crazy long blonde hair? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And And if you didn't see... If you didn't see Garver's moment last night where he got the double, looked like he might take one out of the park. Oakland out, uh, center fielder had a total play on the ball. In fact, it wouldn't have been, Aaron, that hard of a play. And much like what the A's have been doing all season, he just bounced off his glove. I mean, it would have been a nice running catch. I mean, it's not horrible, but he got in position to make the play and the ball bounces off his glove (laughs) the Rangers score a couple of runs on the double by uh by Garver Mitch Garver all right um that is some Rangers talk next we talk to the son of pro football hall of famer Chuck Halley that is next this is ESPN Central Texas I'm Kyle Tumbleton, general manager of Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota is ranked number one for the most reliable vehicles, with data compiled from more than 300,000 vehicles built between 2000 and 2022. If you're in search of a new vehicle, Jeff Hunter Toyota offers a full selection of new Toyota models, along with a vast inventory of pre-owned vehicles. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. Hey guys, we all give gifts on birthdays, anniversaries, and holidays, but have you ever given just because gift? When it's not expected, it means the most coming from you. Since 1979, Morrison Gifts has been Waco's gift store for every occasion. Choose from lines of gift ideas, including John Hart leather goods, big old key rings, candles, and jewelry. Always free gift wrapping, and delivery is available. Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business. That's Morrison Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills. 
close to Jason's Deli. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you guys that we are available. We have appointments. If you have any questions about cracking your sheetrock, doors sticking, or if you're looking to buy a home and you have concerns, please feel free to give us a call. We'll send somebody out to take a look. Our number is 254-235-4922, or you can find us at fixitjimmy.com. They know steak at Logan's Roadhouse. Everyone will find an entree they love at Logan's Roadhouse, including wood grill steaks, fall off the bone ribs, pork chops, burgers, sandwiches, soups and salads, salmon and shrimp, and those famous made-from-scratch yeast rolls. Dine in the casual dining room or in the bar where you can enjoy a signature cocktail or ice-cold beer. Logan's Roadhouse in the Central Texas Marketplace, Waco. Open every day at 11 and until 11 p.m. Friday and Saturday nights. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On his Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. And, uh, man, excited to see Chuck Halley go in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. His son, Scott Halley, joining me as we speak. And, uh, Scott, great job up there. I cannot even imagine, you know, you're up there with all those Hall of Famers and surrounded (laughs) by everything. And you just did a tremendous job. Um, I bet you were a little bit relieved uh, when that was over. But, man, what a crowd, the excitement in uh, Canton. Welcome to, the, uh, welcome to the show, and congratulations to you and your entire family. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, well, it's, uh, now that you've had a, a little bit of time to reflect, um, I bet it was a whirlwind while you were in Canton. What were some of the what were some of the moments that you look back at it that really stood out to you? I bet you had people that you'd never even gotten a visit with that had remembrances and thoughts of your playing against or with um your dad. I mean what an amazing what an amazing time. What was the what was that whole experience like, even just leading up to the actual induction ceremony? It was it was great. It was the Hall of Fame staff was absolutely top notch. They they were very very helpful and cordial and 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 kept us uh, well accommodated. Um, you're right. It was a great time. I, I got to sit down with with some of Dad's teammates, Cliff Harris, and of course Bob Lilly, and and listen to to their recollections of of times that they spent with Dad. 
and it was great. I mean, you know, I even sat with uh, former Green Bay Packer players who played against Dad in the ice bowl, and and you know they were telling me stories about how that went, and it was it was it was just absolutely amazing and and so much fun to uh, to hear about Dad through the eyes of, of different people. Yeah, he he was amazing, um, and and what he did against the the Dolphins the previous year. The uh, MVP in a losing effort. I mean, that was unheard of. Did you, Scott, had you kind of uh, given up over the years? I mean, it didn't seem like it really consumed your father. I don't know how much it came up. Obviously, you wanted it to happen at some point. But at some point, you kind of move on from it. When did you start kind of maybe thinking, hey, this thing, you know, this may this may end up happening. Um, what, what was that whole thing? thing like dealing with the emotions of it over the years you know will dad eventually get in or not what was that whole experience like you're right it was I mean there was a little there was a little excitement around the selection time and and in the hope that you know maybe this year they'd get it right um and and every year that passed was just you know it wasn't so much a a letdown after a while you just kind of got uh, dad just really took it in stride. I think he just kind of, he, he, his, his whole attitude about it was if it happens, great. If it doesn't happen, I'm okay with it. So, you know, it wasn't going to, to determine his actions or his life. He always, he always spoke more through his actions anyway. So, um, just watching that over the years, uh, uh, you know, around, around t- the time that they were going to announce the finalists and things like that. Um, I think there was an element of disappointment every time his name wasn't called. I mean, he was, you know, he was always had enough votes to remain on the ballot. So it, it's just a, it was just a, a you know, a, a process. And now that he's in, in frail health and, and really can't appreciate the depth and, 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 and scope of, of his accomplishment, I think is, is sad for us as a family. Yeah, but uh, it, how neat is it, by the way, with Bob Lilly and others, Roger Stallback spending time with him recently, even when the big announcement came out to go over. And like you said, you you sensed maybe some recognition from your father or just some some sense, because I know he squeezed the hands of some of his teammates, as Roger and Lilly, and, and uh, I mean – I. I think you did kind of feel that he certainly feels the love of his teammates and there. And I think Absolutely. probably there's some kind of recognition he has. He knows these people were extremely special in his life, even with what he's going through with late stage dementia. Did you kind of sense that in, in those recent or somewhat recent meetings with some of his, uh, his former teammates? Yeah, I did. Um, he was, he just kind of lit up when he saw him. I mean, you know, Mel Renfro was there. Leroy Jordan was there. Cliff Harris, Charlie Waters. They were all there for him. And, and I think he really felt the pre- their presence and, and knew who they were. And, and, um, you know, it's, it was just a, it was just an amazing moment to, to see them all come together and, and reminisce about their time and their playing days with him, and, and it was it was really great. Boy, they revered him, not only as teammates, but opposing players. And as you hear more and more of these testimonials, 
you know, one of the greatest weak side linebackers ever, or best linebackers ever. What what stands out to you about? Because I mean, you were a kid when he right. was playing. I mean, I don't know how much. I'm sure you can go back and look at film. How much do you remember, Scott? Like, how old were you when he was kind of uh, winding things down? I mean, he was there with the Cowboys starting in what 1961, and then yep. was still around for some of those huge breakthrough moments in the 70s. And again, mm-hmm. like you, you were probably by the 70s. What were you? Were you at least like, you know, uh, ten to fifteen, or what? Where where were you uh, growing up when when he was kind of winding down his career? Sure, the year he retired, I was eleven years old. Okay, yeah. So I mean, I remember I remember watching him on TV. I remember, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, back then Coach Landry required all of his players to be at the Holiday Inn at Regal Row. I don't know what it's called today, but. He always made. He always. They always had to be in the hotel at 6 p.m. the Saturday before a home game. So I remember take you know riding with mom to to take him to the hotel, and 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 saying you know saying goodbye to him that evening, and um, and then going back up to the hotel you know the next morning to to see him off on the bus and things like that. Um, just really, I, I attended a few games as a kid. Um, and you know, back then they, the players had to be there so early that, you know, they would, they would take, they would kind of round up all the, all the player kids together and and give us a a little miniature tour of, of, uh, Texas stadium while the, while, you know, our dads were getting ready. Wow. And those people like the Jordans, the Lilies, the Lissios, Stallbacks, I mean, those were the Reeves family. You all kind of grew up the kids. I mean, I saw a lot of y'all were in Lake Highlands together, uh, and I think Mel Renfro may have moved into Lake Highlands at some point. Um, I mean, it was kind of a neat time. I'm sure you didn't totally know it when you were a kid, but looking back on that, it has to be so special. Those families still keep up, uh, it seems like, um, Scott. And how was that bond with some of those players' kids that I was just mentioning some of those families. I, I would imagine you all still remain close to this day. Yeah, we still have we still have friendships. Uh, we all yeah we all lived in the same neighborhood. I mean, uh, Dan Reeves lived two doors down from us. So uh, <laughs> my sister and Dan's daughter Dana were were best friends. So we we still maintain those those connections and to to all the all the kids we grew up with. Uh, Leroy's kids, you know, uh, we all saw them. The Manders, Dave Manders' kids. Um, you know, so we, we were all real connected. And, and when we were, um, you know, myself and, and Dave Manders kids, Tony Lissio and, and some others, we were kind of locker room brats because they really didn't have daycare. So, so dad would, you know, our dads would bring us to the practice field over off of forest <laughs> lane and, and we'd hang out in the <laughs> locker room while they practiced. <laughs> Wasn't there? There was like a Tom Thumb that opened up over there, in sure. maybe like the mid seventies or something. And I remember hearing some of the players were so excited because, like, for lunch yeah. they could go over there and get some <laughs> sandwiches yeah, and lunch a, meat. <laughs> exactly. I think there was a Honda store um, in the back behind. There was a field in the back behind the practice field, and I, I begged my dad. You know, I wanted to go. I wanted to get a, you know one of those trail seventies. I wanted to I wanted to try that out on the trails behind the practice field. And he just 
he wasn't having it, but, um, I was, you know, pretty little. I mean, wasn't going to, mm. I don't even think my feet reached the pedals quite yet, but, uh, <laughs> but I was still adamant about getting, getting one of those, those bikes, um, back then, but yeah, it was fun. It was, it was a great time and, and those are great memories. Yeah. You should have been hitting up Charlie waters and, uh, and cliff, maybe Pete gent, and some of those guys, if you wanted to get on the motorcycle, yeah. right? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I always remember hearing that those guys were like racing in the off season. I think Cliff and mm-hmm. Charlie, and you're like, okay, I don't think in the contract Tex and them were allowing for like motocross. Like that exactly. doesn't seem like a smart thing. Um, talking to Scott Halley, son of Chuck Halley on the Matt Mosley show, ESP in Central Texas. What a cool moment when you did the shout out to your dad yeah, and asked you. the crowd to to say hello uh, to Chuck and, and mm-hmm. what, what gave you that idea? Did you, did you kind of think about that early on or did that kind of come to you later in the process? What, um, what made you kind of think to, to do that? Cause that really turned out to be a neat deal. Well, I was sad that dad couldn't be with us at the, at the enshrinement. And I, and I wanted him to, to, you know, have some, some experience of, of it. And I didn't, I wanted to acknowledge him, even though he couldn't physically be with us. He was in Dallas watching on TV, which, you know, I found out that he did actually see that part of it. And, and I wanted him to, to, uh, to feel the, the energy of the crowd from, from that moment. So I always wanted to incorporate him in, into the, into the whole process in some way. I mean, those pictures they had on the Morning News website, Scott, I'm sure those are family pictures that y'all, y'all mm-hmm. help provide, but how cool are some of those pics? I mean, that plaid suit he was wearing <laughs> yeah. when he went in the Ring of Honor. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, those were, those were high-fashion days. Oh, man, that just uh, – what a what a what a deal uh, to look back on that, and then for Demarcus Ware. I mean, what a neat uh, weekend that was for Cowboys fans. And I saw jerseys, I saw Chuck Halley jerseys out there when when you were talking. What was uh, what were some of those conversations like in Canton? Did you were there a ton of Cowboys fans that showed up? Like I know Steelers fans. It kind of depends on I guess who's going in, but it does right. seem like. The Steelers have so many players in, and that bothered mm-hmm. guys of y'all, you know, your dad's era, because you know they, uh, Roger always felt like he left at least one ring on the table, maybe two. If you go back to the the Colts one with your dad, right. I'm sure Bob and your dad felt like they left that one on the table, uh, and I right. think Bob that helmet he threw still hadn't come down yet, has it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, there was a, and there was a, you know, a huge, a huge representation of, of, uh, Browns fans, you know, because of, because of, uh, Joe Thomas. I mean, they really, mm. you know, they really turned out for him. How cool was it to see Bob, uh, you know, put that, you know, kiss your, I mean, I don't even know if I were up there trying to yeah, hold it together. Yeah. I think that would have, you did a good job of kind of keeping on top of things. You probably guarded against, you know, letting yourself get too emotional or whatever, but man, what a moment that was yeah, as that y'all. Un- of, yeah. <laughs> that went right out the window. The second Bob kissed dad's bust. I just went, 
okay, I'm done. <laughs> you know, and now I have to stand up here and give a speech. And so I had to sort of regroup a little bit to, to kind of recompose myself before I even started talking. It was like, oh, man. Yeah, that was that was truly a special that was a special moment because Dad and Dad and uh, Bob had a special bond and and uh, and you know he he did tell me you know Mr. Lilly told me he said he said you know I thought your dad was a rookie he said I had no idea he played for another team he said when I came in you know he said your dad showed up a week early and he came in with you know he said the rookies usually show up a week before the veterans and your dad showed up the week the rookies showed up and. So I just assumed he was he was just another rookie. He said I didn't know he played for Chicago and and all that. So you know he just he just and so their careers you know were parallel throughout their their you know their time there. So um, we couldn't think of a, of, of a more uh, you know deserving you know, a, uh, you know a more proud opportunity that we had uh, Bob Lilly give give you know be Dad's presenter because I mean Dad and Bob have the most history. Mm-hmm. How did he excel in so many sports? I mean, that's kind of remarkable. Thinking back on his college career, and I, I was reading that, and I'm thinking, wait, I don't, I don't remember knowing all this. You've obviously known it <laughs> your whole life. Um, what, what, other than football, what was his, like, what was his first passion? Was it football, or was one of the other four sports? that he was playing growing up because obviously he was good at all of them. And I can't even believe back then that they would let you do that many sports. I mean, what yeah. a, that had to be a pretty special place. I guess that was Morgantown for them to, uh, right. for them to let him uh, do all those different things he wanted to do. Yeah, they were, I, I don't, I don't know how it all came about. Um, you know, of course his passion was football, but uh, dad really, he even to this day he hates being still he has to be in constant motion right? you know whether he's he's walking the halls or he's he's just he has to be moving all the time so i think for him it was an outlet of his energy he just has a lot of energy and he just has to get it out so i mean it was it was swimming track wrestling um i think basketball um I don't remember all of them, but I think I saw um, gymnastics on there. Yeah, gymnastics. That's true. Yeah, I think that one. Yeah, that one. I don't think they'll ever get. They'll ever break that record. But um, so he just he just had to be busy all the time, and I think that that really went to his credit because he was he was always in condition. And when we were growing up, um, you know, in the off season, Dad would go up to the Lake Highlands High School and he would run the track every single day. Now, you know, I was a pretty fat kid back then and so he'd make me go with him and and run the track with him and I made it I made it halfway around and I said I'll I'll just be right over here sitting in the stands and I'll watch you do the rest. I <laughs> uh, guess where I'm doing this interview from right now. I can see if I look right down the alley down there I can see that stadium. Uh yeah. <laughs> So it's still uh it's still over there. I guess it's the same site. Yeah, right over there on Church Road. But uh, yeah, I, now, I imagine it is. What what um, what made him go into this embroidery business that boy you became the CEO of? It's become a very successful business over the years. Embroidery graphics, apparel, mm-hmm. uh, accessories for uh, events and corporations, promotional items. What? What kind of led him in that area? And that, I think y'all, he formed that in 1978. So there you are, probably 
I don't know, 14, 15 years old or 13 years old. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what, what led him down that path? Well, Dad was, you know, he, he if he, he's very frustrated sometimes with his suppliers. And at the time, he owned a, a rental laundry, and you needed a lot of embroidered patches for the uniforms that he was he was renting to these different companies. And the the companies, the the uh, suppliers that he needed the patches from, weren't getting them to him fast enough. So Dad always, you know. Just, you know, whenever he was presented with a problem, he always he would always overcome it. Of course, but the way he overcome this problem was the um, was the uh, process of just well, I'll just go out and get my own embroidery machines, and I'll just make the patches in house, and and just get them faster. So you know, when that happened, you know that was that was I think in the uh, early eighties. Um, I had just gotten out of I just you know, left college. And so he needed somebody to kind of get in there and run it with him. So I did that. I, I, I supplied, you know, hundreds and, and thousands of, of company emblems, company patches, uh, name patches for the shirts. Um, that's kind of how we all started it. We just started out as, as just supplying him with the, with the name patches of, of, you know, Chuck and John and Henry and Tom and all that. And then the names of the companies that, that needed to be on the shirts as well. So, um, and then it kind of evolved after, you know, from there to, to, uh, polo shirts and caps and things of that nature. Yeah. And y'all can do something crazy like 1500 units a day or all the machines <laughs> you have and right. screen graphics and all those things. So yep. I would say yep. that, uh, y'all have done a great job over the years Scott, I was thrilled for you, and I've gotten to know I even got to meet your dad years ago. And one of those pictures is on the top of the Dallas Morning News with Mel and Roger and your dad and Leroy. And I happened to be in that meeting as a young writer at the Dallas Morning News. And uh, one, of the, one of the great days of my life, uh, Tony D was there and, and mm-hmm. the manster. And that one picture, I think I was standing out there watching them line up because they walked out from a conference room to the old morning news building down there on Young. Uh, so anyway, what a remarkable guy. And, uh, well, congratulations. I know it was bittersweet, but still a, a unbelievable day. And you did a great job. And I, uh, I really appreciate you, uh, you being on with me. Well, thank you so much. It's my pleasure. All right. There he goes. Scott Halley. Uh, the son of the great Chuck Halley, and uh, Chuck now has uh, late-stage uh, dementia. Uh, but, uh, man, he is uh, he was a force of nature and is now taking his rightful place in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. All right, let's see where we are in our day. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's campus confidential time, and uh, we'll do that. And a reminder, at about 5.30 this afternoon, Mac Rhodes, Baylor's uh, uh, director of athletics, will join us. Look forward to that conversation. But next it is Campus Confidential. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? 
Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Did you know now's a great time to let Jeff on our Toyota put you in a new or used vehicle? I'm Kyle Tomlinson, General Manager of Jeff Hunter Toyota, and you can choose from many makes and models, all priced to fit any budget. We also have a state-of-the-art service and body shop and a full-line parts department with factory-trained Toyota specialists. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer Boys.com. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Are you tired of living with chronic pain, knee pain, joint pain? Listen carefully, because now there are new regenerative treatments available here. Hi, it's Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley Show. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, is now open, giving lasting relief to people with joint pain, with no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. QC Kinetics has over 100 clinics nationwide and has treated thousands of patients with incredible success. Their advanced protocols are an exciting way to manage pain from arthritis and injury without surgery or steroids or pain pills. If you got pain in your knees, shoulders, hip, or back, well, that's me. You need to check out these new treatments. They can actually help your body restore and repair itself. Call now to schedule your free consultation with the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. Call 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. That's QC Kinetics. 254-415-4100. Everything we do, we do for you. Empower your financial future with First Central Credit Union. Make the drive and make it possible with an auto loan or vehicle refinance to First Central. Have a winning season with First Central's savings blitz play. Quick local team loan processing with competitive rates and flexible terms. Apply online. We make it easy to score at firstcentralcu.com. Everything we do, we do for you. Membership and loan policy requirements apply. Member NCUA. Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855-BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855-BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855-BUGS.com now to schedule your free inspection. Campus Confidential is brought to you by Jim Turner Chevrolet, where they say we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and we treat you like family. Check them out at turnerchevy.com. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, and it's time for some Campus Confidential. In the next hour, about 535 today, 
Mac Rhodes will return to the Mosley Show, and we've got a lot to cover with him. And uh, anxious to get into a lot of different topics, and he'll uh, always shares a lot with us and appreciate him. Uh, we'll do that at 535 today. We've already had a great uh, day. We just had, uh, uh, well, the uh, son of the great Chuck Howley. Uh, Scott Howley was on with us. Scott Howley was, uh, made this speech on behalf of his dad, uh, the induction in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and really neat to talk to Chuck's, uh, to, uh, uh, Chuck's son, Scott Howley. Just some really... Just some great moments over the weekend with the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Also great to see DeMarcus Ware go in, the great pass rusher for the Cowboys, and then spend a little time with the uh, Broncos. Aaron, lead us off in uh, Campus Confidential. We will start where we've started, I think, the last month with conference realignment news. There's a couple of stories. The first one today was by Pete Thamel. The ACC presidents met this morning about the potential addition of Stanford and Cal, but did not vote on the matter, sources told ESPN. That was followed by an article from Yahoo Sports' Ross Dellinger that said that in addition to Stanford and Cal, the ACC is considering a third school, SMU. At the meeting of the league presidents today, executives explored the possibility of adding all three universities or inviting only the Pac-12s to members. Administrators are expected to continue examining the, expect, the expansion options and will review financial models for both scenarios, adding three or just the two. You know, I love the SMU component to this. And Aaron, you got to always watch it because uh, make sure it's not like SMU pushing this agenda. Uh, SMU's a great school. I have to say that it it has a look of an East Coast school. Uh, I think you walk the SMU campus. Baylor's a little bit like this. You do get the feeling of a Duke or UNC. There's some East Coast uh, feel to the conference. Certainly not the weather, but the actual way it looks and, and everything. And that's why SMU and Baylor have both been used in movies for college campuses that are not where they are, right? They're, they're trying to appear like East Coast universities. So, you know, I kind of like um, I kind of like that. And Aaron, this makes me think of one other thing from an academic standpoint. Um, the Big 12, I don't think we talked about this much the other day, but um, those schools that are coming into the Big 12, Aaron, that joined Kansas and Texas, of course, Texas on its way out, in the AAU and that's, uh, that has to do with um, uh, academics, and that's a certain level you reach, both in research. Baylor now on that Tier 1 research level. They're not in the AAU. All four of these new schools coming in just in the past couple of weeks are at that level. So in a, in a sense, the Big 12 in one fell swoop has uh, raised its academic profile in a big way. Now, Iowa State used to be in that, and they uh, bowed out. Uh, so I don't think they were kicked out, as uh, I think maybe happened with Nebraska. But I think Iowa State, for whatever reason, begged out. Said, I think we'll just pull out of that. We don't feel like paying our dues anymore. I don't know if it's a dues-paying thing. But uh, I find that interesting, Aaron, that the 
the we we think it's mostly about football and all that, but um, these presidents do look at the the whole academic profile of a conference. And now as the Big 12 goes to 16 teams and adds these four, they team up with Kansas, and the Big 12 has gone from two to five of these, uh, of these AAU, so-called AAU schools. Now, is that the end-all, be-all? Like, am I going to choose my daughter's school on if Baylor or whoever else is in the AAU? Heavens no. But it's just kind of prestigious and kind of a cool thing. As the Big 12. Aaron, you like that? Big 12. We're now the academic conference, all right? Just a bunch of intellectuals. I like it. Pac 12's gone away. We're basically the Ivy Leagues at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just going to call. I think we just, I think if you just start referring to yourself as an AAU school, everybody just assumes you are. So I'm, I'm, uh, I don't think we can do that. But anyway, AAU. Aaron, what do you think of when you hear the word? The letters AAU. For me, it's hoops. Yes. I think of high school basketball. I think, absolutely. I don't think of academics at all. Maybe it tells you about my background. <laughs> I used to play AAU. But we're sports guys. We're not. That's right. We're not. In, That's well, right. We are intellectuals, but we play sports guys <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Speak for yourself, sir. <laughs> um, all right. It is the. Uh, it is the Campus Confidential. Thank you, Jim Turner Chevrolet. Just hearing from Jim a little while ago. Big time stuff. Just flying off the lot out there in McGregor, Texas. McGregor, USA. Way to go, Derek. Way to go, Clay. Shout out. Clay's out there listening to us right now. Clay Lassiter, big time listener and big time finance guy out there at Jim Turner Chevrolet. Aaron, continue. All right, Matt couple of <laughs> hypocritical statements about college realignments from SEC figures, one from Jimbo Fisher, one from Shocking. Commissioner Greg Sankey. Which one would you like to hear first? Uh, let's go with let's go with Jimbo. <laughs> Jimbo Fisher, head football coach, Texas A&M. He was asked Sunday about all the conference realignment, which he replied to with this Jim. Quote, unfortunately, we're in a time now that everybody is fighting over the dollar. That's coming from the eighth highest paid coach in the country who left Florida State to make what is now over $9 million a year at Texas A&M in 2018. Well, I mean, I, I've never met a head coach that's not out fighting for the dollar and um, – Jimbo got huge money from a and It's not his fault. That's a good job by his agent. And uh, But, yeah, I mean, to to get on or to act, act like the downfall is people out trying to get the highest dollar. Now, I mean, that's, <laughs> that is a, a good one. That's kind of rich because that's what, that's what Jimbo and others are out trying to obtain as well. Uh, Aaron, what was the uh, – what did Greg Sankey have to say, the commissioner of the Southeastern Conference? He said a lot, but one thing really jumped out because in an interview on the Paul Feinbaum show, from the co- I didn't hear it, obviously, but from the quotes, he acted like the SEC is just like kind of an innocent bystander in all this. He said, quote, the speculation and some of the pronouncements we've seen is problematic. Last week, 
it just wasn't one of those great feelings to work in college sports, referring to the demise of the Pac-12, which had, well, not, you know where I'm going I mean, he almost led to the demise of the Big 12. Absolutely. And I mean, I, they, they, didn't, they weren't worried about it when they took on OU and Texas and broke up hundreds of years or a hundred years or more of rivalries, great rivalries, the back and forth of it. They weren't, you know, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. I mean, uh, the great land rush, land-grant school that OSU is. I guess OU being the same way. Uh, great rivalry that they are, the Bedlam series, and uh, just uh, just obliterated all that. So uh, I don't want to hear too much crying over, well, I'm sad for college athletics. Guess who participated in all that? And the breakdown of all these regional rivalries. And Aaron, by the way, we can cry about all the regional stuff breaking up, but honestly, the Big Ten thing, by taking Oregon and Washington, at least they left. Now they got USC and Washington. They have all travel partners. They've got their little foursome out there, the Pac-12. I guess Oregon State and Washington State could just go hang out with them out there and at least play games, you know, like do non-conference games or something. But, uh, I mean, we, we, can, we can talk about, and I, I agree with some of this, but some of this regional stuff we've put back together a little bit. TCU was out of the Big 12 once the SWC broke up. They're back in. Obviously, now Houston returning. Love to get SMU involved, but nobody seems interested in that. <laughs> but, you know, in some ways, <coughs> all this mess that we've been through with realignment, we've actually put some teams back together. Like, I think the Arizona schools have some relationship, Aaron, with Texas Tech. Like, you got to go way back. But back in the 40s or 50s or whenever it was, the border Texas Council. Tech, yeah, Texas Tech had some relationship with some of these schools. So, I mean, I, again, it's not all great, but it's not all horrible either. All right, we're still watching this stuff. The ratings will be great. The money's going to be big. And then we'll all have one big super conference at some point. But I don't, I don't know that – I do feel bad for certain schools, but I don't think – I mean, I don't know about all this crying for – I mean, the student-athletes have always had to travel. I mean, are, are some of these coast-to-coast trips crazy? Yeah, but maybe we ought to solve it with either getting them better travel or letting them stay out there. I mean, the way you can do Zoom classes now, Aaron, don't make them fly back at 4 in the morning. Let them take a class on Zoom. If they fly from UCLA, you know, out to Rutgers or wherever, let them do a class the next morning, wake up and do it via Zoom or something. Like, I I mean, I'm all for mental health, but I'm also for common sense and not just crying about stuff. Okay, that <laughs> the way I said that sounds like I'm not for mental health. I am. I'm all for it. But I just don't think it's like as dire as Eli Drinkowitz is making it at Mizzou. I mean, Mizzou didn't, I mean, and of course, this was before his time, but they weren't thinking about, oh, my gosh, you know, we're, 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 where should we go next? The SEC, where are we going to land? You know, they weren't thinking about the mental health of their student athletes ever. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I, I mean, these, the coaches all take enormous money. The schools are going to take enormous money. And I hope some of the trickle down continues to go to the players because they're the ones out there 
putting their bodies and lives on the uh, lives on the line um, for you know competition, the spirit of competition and entertainment. All right, Aaron, what else do we have? The first poll is out for the 2023 football season. It's the coaches' poll. Mm. No surprise at number one, Georgia. Kind of a surprise at number two. They're followed by Michigan, Alabama number three, and Ohio State and LSU round out the top five. USC is six, followed by Penn State, Florida State, Clemson, and Tennessee to round out the top ten. Texas in at number 12. Baylor's opponent in their second game, I believe, Utah, is 14. TCU is 16. Oklahoma, 19. Oh, excuse me, Kansas State, 17, Texas Tech 24, Texas A&M 25, and Baylor receiving votes. <laughs> I like how you worked the Bears in there. Had to. <laughs> Baylor, RV, receiving votes. I think the way I figured it, the Bears are like 33rd. 33rd in the country. Now, Aaron, you can't like do That's season correct. ticket sales on that. But uh, it's not bad. They're knocking on the door. And if they beat Utah at home... Or at McLean, I mean, who knows? That'd be kind of fun. Knock off the Utes, and um, and then that I think they would have a great chance at being ranked. I was I was kind of surprised that KU didn't receive more votes. Yeah, just one vote. That was really then, surprising I mean, to me. I think that shows you the coaches are still kind of like thinking about the old KU. This Leipold guy's got it going in the right direction. Now, Aaron, who was who was 26th? Iowa. Who was knocking on the door? Iowa and their high-powered offense. <laughs> now, who knows? Maybe they've put all those incentives in there, and to keep his job, Ferenc's son, who doubles as like the offensive coordinator, has to, has to hit. They, they basically, Aaron, gave him a pay cut. And then they gave him a bunch of things he could hit to get his money back. Very much like what Cumulus did to me one time. Here you go. We're, how's a pay cut sell to you? Oh, by the way, if you're rated number one every ratings period for the next, like, six rating period ratings periods, we'll give you all your money back. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks, guys. That's some that's, very that's reasonable incentives. Oh, yeah, I'll just go out and beat the ticket. That's fine. Yeah, they're, they're not any good. I'll just go beat them up in the next ratings period. You can imagine how that negotiation went, Aaron. Um, all right. It, it went about like this recent negotiation with a ticket where they lost their midday show. <laughs> and they just, uh, if you try to stand up to these folks, it uh, doesn't always work out. And I had to, I kind of had to uh, learn that the hard way. I stood up, Aaron. I stood up for print my principles. Okay. <laughs> that, but that doesn't always translate to dollars. All right, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And a reminder, at about 5.30, we're about 30 minutes away, we'll hear from Mac Rhodes, Baylor Director of Athletics, in charge of all things athletics for the Bears. And um, it's been a momentous couple of weeks. We'll see. Uh, we, we've been wanting to talk to Mac, and I'm very excited that that will happen this very afternoon. So set your watches for, I don't know, about 30 minutes from now, we'll have Mac Rhodes on. 
All right, lots to get to. Um, and got some baseball nuggets for you. Uh, it's all coming up next on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Aaron Sexton alongside. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. We're teaming up with the McGregor Volunteer Fire Department to help raise money for repairs and maintenance on their fire trucks and equipment. They will be selling raffle tickets for three opportunities to win a rifle, and we will draw the winners live at Jim Turner Chevrolet on August 19th at 1 o'clock. We will also be accepting cash donations and serving free hot dogs. So come out and show your support for the local heroes, and remember, we're just our beat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Boy, is it hot outside. Did you know that you can tell the temperature by counting a cricket's chirps? Did you know that heat waves can actually make train tracks bend? Or that a 2003 heat wave turned grapes to raisins while still on the vine? Hi there, it's the Foundation Doctor again. During this season of extreme heat, the soil is shrinking, the ground is moving, and we're seeing a lot of foundations starting to move around. Are you seeing new cracks in your walls? Is your shoulder sore from prying that pesky door open? Don't let your home suffer from heat exhaustion. At the Foundation Doctor, we've been curing these elements for many years, and we have the right prescription for you and your home. We have more experience and repair options than anyone in town. So when it comes to your greatest asset, trust the doctor. We'll get you back on level in no time. Give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators, maintenance and electrical technicians, and supervisors for their plant. Day and evening shifts are available. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers a comprehensive benefits plan including medical, dental, vision, short and long-term disability, life insurance, 401k, and more. Full-time positions offer 40-plus hours per week. PTO begins day one of full-time employment. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off I-35 in Lacey Lakeview. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. For over 30 years, you've counted on the family of D'Amore Fine Jewelers to make life's most precious memories unforgettable. D'Amore specializes in full custom designs, including custom CAD renderings, 3D wax printing, and a team of friendly custom jewelry experts. D'Amore Fine Jewelers will be there for your custom engagement ring when she says yes and for the next 30 years. Thank you for choosing D'Amore Fine Jewelers. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank Central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. And also at cnbwaco.com. Boy, is it hot outside. 
Did you know that you can tell the temperature by counting a cricket's chirps? Did you know that heat waves can actually make train tracks bend? Or that a 2003 heat wave turned grapes to raisins while still on the vine? Hi there, it's the Foundation Doctor again. During this season of extreme heat, the soil is shrinking, the ground is moving, and we're seeing a lot of foundations starting to move around. Are you seeing new cracks in your walls? Is your shoulder sore from prying that pesky door open? Don't let your home suffer from heat exhaustion. At the Foundation Doctor, we've been curing these elements for many years, and we have the right prescription for you and your home. We have more experience and repair options than anyone in town. So when it comes to your greatest asset, trust the doctor. We'll get you back on level in no time. Give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. What is Matt Mosley? The Matt Mosley Show. Man, I love this. Uh, um, we we had the uh, Scott Halley, son of uh, um, the great Chuck Halley, on. It just went to Pro Football um, Hall of Fame, and uh, uh, man, what a what an interview that was, and what a what an amazing time that was watching him talk about his dad. His dad. Uh, really not in good shape physically and uh is in late stage uh has late stage dementia but man he uh really just an awesome uh time to catch up with him chuck Kelly, one of the greats of all time now takes his rightful place in the pro football hall of fame and just to think of him slipping that jacket on and uh again doesn't totally know uh these days because of his condition but the other day was watching when everybody gave him a shout out from Canton and uh, the whole crowd reached out and said, hello, Chuck. And um, thought that was a thought that was a really neat moment. And uh, uh, it just the whole the whole situation. We'll post that and uh, put that up for our social media and uh, we'll uh I'll I'll check because we were putting together one of those beautiful graphics, but we'll have that up before long, and I'll uh, we'll we'll get that out to you. Okay, as we get ready to start the five o'clock hour, reminder that at five thirty-five, kind of to end the show, the last twenty minutes of the show, we will have Mac Rhodes on, Baylor director of athletics, and there's a lot uh, a lot to get into with him. And a lot of things we need to kind of go over and talk about all the all the stuff that has happened over the past week, week and a half. Colorado coming in, um, the uh, 
the the rest of the border schools or the corner schools we call them uh, making their way in. And Aaron, one thing that'll be kind of cool to catch up with with Mac on is the fact that he grew up in Tucson and went to Arizona undergrad. And that just, you know, that, that place means so much to him. And, and it's got to be a unique thing for Mac Rhodes to welcome Arizona in, uh, what that place has meant to him. I mean, it just, uh, just really kind of fun to, to think about. And, uh, we will talk to him just coming up in about, uh, 20 minutes or so we'll talk, uh, Last night, uh, there was a major league debut uh, made. Jonathan Ornelas uh, was brought up by the Rangers, and he made his way in a hurry to try to join the team in Oakland. And he was a pinch runner for Mitch Garver in the seventh inning and scored the go-ahead run in uh, the 5-3 win over Oakland last night. He became the first Ranger... Ever, to ever score the winning run as a pinch runner in his MLB debut, according to research from Baseball Reference. They keep up with everything, Aaron. And uh, that's uh, uh, he was quoted after the game saying, I can't complain, I'm here, and anytime you can help the team win, that's a plus. But, yeah, I did feel some relief after scoring. It did relieve uh, some stress. Uh, I mean, it just really – I mean, Garver – who is like the star of the night, Bochy goes out and uh, replaces him with Ornelas in a tie game to start the seventh. I mean, you never know how these things are going to go. Garver's been having this incredible night, and Ornelas comes in, and uh, he advances to second on Robbie Grossman's walk and then moved to third on Zeke Duran's, wait for it, Aaron, first ever sacrifice bunt. <laughs> I like that. Duran making his debut with a sacrifice bunt. And then on that bouncer up the middle, Ornelas gets a good break and uh, was able to uh, 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 get home and beat any kind of throw. And Bochy was quoted after the game saying, a great read. He did a great job. There have only been, Aaron, 14 previous occasions. This is from the morning news that a player made his MLB debut for the Rangers as a pinch runner. The, uh, the list includes Toby Hera and Michael Young. Um, wow. I mean, pretty kind of, kind of fun to look back on that. And then, Aaron, the only previous occasion had been outfielder Chris Magruder's debut in 2001 when he ran for Rafi Palmero in the ninth inning of a game against Minnesota in which the Rangers trailed by a run. Uh, Magruder went to second on a Ruben Sierra single. He scored the tying run on Gabe Kapler's walk-off double, which also scored Sierra. And that's how they won the game. So kind of a cool moment for a young guy that had to, a flight delay when leaving Oklahoma City and had to make a connecting flight in Phoenix uh, to get into the uh, Bay Area at 3 a.m. Monday and to be ready to go uh, in the uh, in the Bay Area. So pretty hectic, but he made it out there, and uh, and he got it going. Now, uh, tonight, Scherzer is on the mound. That's an 8.40 start. 
And this is going to be interesting to see, um, uh, you know, how this how this all goes. Now, Chris Young, Rangers general manager, was asked about um, Andrew Heaney post All Star break, um, and he he said now that you know obviously they've brought these players up. He said about Heaney. He's motivated. I think that he certainly probably wasn't pleased with the overall body of work until these last few starts. So he's been working hard. It's why we signed him. It's what we've seen in him in the past, and we're thrilled that he's here. And now he's kind of putting it together at a really good time for us as an organization. And Andrew certainly knows that. He's stepped up. He's been wonderful. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see how all this plays out as folks come back to hopefully Evaldi and others kind of come back and get going. Um, he was also asked about what stood out to him about Scherzer and Jordan Montgomery's debuts. And his answer was he thought just the professionalism. Uh, both had, gave up a couple of runs early and then settled in and kept the team in the game. And both got wins because of it said, with our offense, we believe we can score runs. To see those guys really keep the team in the game, limit the damage, and then sure enough, offense came through. Um, ask about Avaldi and uh, basically uh, how confident is he when he'll be back. He said, Nate is trending in the right direction, had a little bit, bit of arm discomfort there. We think we've gotten better. It needed rest, and we've tried to give him ample rest And if he's feeling really, really good, and you know we're slowly building back up, we're being responsible about it. He says, so it's really important that we play this as fast as we can, but as slow as we need to as well. So they're not going to rush Avaldi back, but but they are slowly starting to, uh, to ramp him up. Now, Aaron, I would say one of the most fun things about this Rangers run uh, run right now is just looking every night to see what the Astros are up to, and the um, that's been a lot of fun and kind of trying to see. I mean, you just you're just not always, especially over the last seven eight years, <clears throat> the Rangers just haven't, and their fans haven't had this in this month. It's just by now they would be completely out of it. They might hang around till like the all-star break and then boom, they're gone. If they did that at all, the Astros as of right now are three games back. I'm starting to see some of the media in Houston. I I look at some of these podcasts and see what they're saying. And Aaron, they're not, they think dusty, is managing as if he's got like a three-game lead instead of a three-game deficit. They don't like who he's playing at first base. They don't like sometimes how he's handling the bullpen. They're not They're not pleased with how he's uh, – meanwhile, Aaron, kind of interestingly, the Mariners have been playing well. Uh, Rangers now have a seven-game winning streak. The Mariners have a five-game uh, winning streak during that time. All right, and they have improved to 60 and 52 and are six and a half games back. It's got to be a little bit disconcerting, Aaron, 
to go on a great run like Seattle seems to be on right now and not be able to make up any ground because the Rangers have now won seven games in a row. Rangers' home record now up to 40-20. and 20. And if you want to know why they have a three-game lead on the Astros, that's it. That's it. Astros at home. I mean, you would think the Astros with that train and all the weirdness they have there at Minute Maid or whatever they call it now, Aaron, the juice box, um, 31-25 and 25 this season. Really don't have that great of a home record. They are better than the Rangers when it comes to on the road. They're 33-24, and 24, Rangers 27-26. and 26. A reminder of the pitifully sad Oakland A's. Their winning percentage now at 283, and they are sitting at 32 and 81. I repeat, 32 wins and 81 losses. They now have a run. I'll just give you another one, Aaron. I know you like some of these earlier in the program. Rangers have a run differential of plus 172. Let's see who's close to that. Nobody. Nobody in the American League Rays are the closest with a plus 147. Um, Houston has a plus 65. I mean, it really means the Rangers have just had just been bludgeoning folks, and these games aren't always that close. And um, the Oakland A's, Aaron, have a run dif- differential of minus 273 runs. <laughs> I mean, it's a slight difference. the The Royals are horrible, and they're only minus one hundred and sixty six. Like a hundred, a hundred runs better. Um, and uh, and I I kind of like this, Aaron. W- without looking, try to guess what the Yankees are. What's the What's the Yankees run differential as we sit here? Um, this many games into the season with, um, let's see, 150 games in or something like that. What, uh, what are the, uh, or not quite that much. Anyway, what, what are the Yankees? What would you guess? Minus 50. Zero. Oh, wow. <laughs> They've had they're, a little bit of bad luck. They're literally flat. Not minus nor plus. They're sitting there at zero. And you got to feel a little bit for the Rays with that monstrous run differential, <laughs> and they're in second place by three games. Now, Aaron, that was an embarrassment, what our buddies did, what the Orioles did to their announcer. And I, I don't know, we may have a little time to, to play that at some point, but what, a, what an absolute embarrassment for the organization. The announcer who pointed out, that in past seasons the Orioles have struggled against the Rays, but that they were kind of turning it around and basically just didn't even put any opinions out, just put out straight facts. And for some crazy reason, the 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 uh, Orioles have apparently suspended him for pointing out. I mean, like it's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. And uh, we may let you hear what he said. It just it, it makes zero sense. But the Angelos family, known as, as extremely thin-skinned, and this is another case of it, with a team in first place 
Everybody should be celebrating what they're doing. They have grounded their uh, their broadcaster. I mean, I'm glad the Rangers don't do this to their broadcasters. I mean, Eric Nadell has always told it like it was. If somebody makes a bad play or the Rangers are playing poorly, he does not try to sugarcoat it. But uh, really, really unfortunate stuff. All right, uh, it is. We're getting closer. We'll do something. Um, we'll get you caught up a little bit on college football, uh, and then it'll be time for Mac Rhodes at 535 today, the director of athletics for Baylor University. It's coming up next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. I'm Amy Hunter, owner of Jeff Hunter Toyota. As you know, there's a lot of road construction in front of our dealership. Improvements are being made every day. And new Toyotas are arriving every day. All kinds of makes and models with new and exciting features. The Toyota brand is a leader in the automotive world in both popularity and reliability. Stop by and let us prove it to you. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. There are lots of reasons to own a golf cart. Get around the neighborhood. Cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf carts are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf carts for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch, like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch, La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Attention Baylor alumni near and far. Are you ready to reconnect, reminisce, and make a lasting impact? Look no further than the Baylor Line Foundation, your alumni partner for life. Whether you're a recent graduate or a seasoned alum, Baylor Line Foundation is the place to stay connected with fellow alumni through exciting events, networking opportunities, and exclusive access to Baylor stories. Rekindle old friendships and forge new ones while cheering on our beloved Bears. To find out more, visit thebaylorlinefoundation.com. After a remarkable 100-year run, the FCC is officially closing the doors on traditional analog copper POTS telephone lines. FCC has issued an order 10-72A1, which mandates that all POTS lines in the U.S. be replaced with an alternative source. Another issue we are seeing is print nightmare. That is the vulnerability in Windows print servers where an attacker could run code with full systems privileges. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or UBEO. When it comes to me and my money, I know the way it should be. I need a partner I can count on. That's Genco and me. Genco is my credit union. They're always there for me. They're people I trust. They treat me like family. My money, my future, my 
Maya Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. That is the Matt Mosley Show. Ready to roll. And um, we're gaining ground on uh, having Mac Rhodes on. And in fact, at about 535, he'll join us and take us to the end of the show. And um, we always uh, love having Mac on. Lots to... uh, Lots to visit about uh, as everything's happened. It has to be almost surreal. Aaron, I was just kind of looking and thinking about, uh, like, some of these. He was on these subcommittees for, um, you know, like expansion. And and here in but, – but that was, like, back in 2021 and looking at this and looking at different options and how surreal it must feel to now have a – 16-team conference beginning in 2024, and it started with Colorado, I mean, Arizona, and now uh, and we knew Arizona was thinking about it, and now Arizona State and Utah. And, I mean, I, I think one of the things probably, Aaron, we ought to ask him about is, you know, Mac, how do you, it seems like, Utah um, and Arizona State are still kind of in a period of mourning. Um, how do you kind of get them up to speed and get them excited about being in the conference? How you know how long? How long will that process take? And Max, great on this stuff because he went to Arizona. He grew up in Tucson, and he's got a feel for. That part of the country, those schools, he loves it out in you know, the West. He was at uh, UTEP at one point back in the day. He's had some interesting stops along the way. He's been, let's see how many conferences. He's been in the MAC at one point. He's been in the AAC. He's been in the SEC at Missouri. Um, he grew up kind of with the Pac-12, being there at Arizona. Uh, I mean, so really, and I think he went to school also at, at Indiana, so he got a little Big Ten uh, under his belt. So he has really experienced a lot of different conferences. And this has uh, the Big 12 moved in and uh, and the Pac-12. And I think that's another thing, Aaron, is like, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's somewhat, you know, bittersweet because uh, – uh, I, I kind of want to ask him a little bit, like I asked President Livingstone, uh, how much uh, empathy do you have for you know schools like Washington State, um, Stanford right now, um, Oregon State, and of course Cal Berkeley. I mean, in some ways, some of these places may have participated in their own demise, but still kind of tough as you. 
as you try to sort through all this. But at the same time, it's also very exciting for the Big 12. The uh, academic profile, I mean, is really looking up in the Big 12 with um, major, these AAU, uh, that's an organization that uh, that has some of the top schools in the country. It involves research, a lot of different things. Baylor is an R1 now. Uh, research university which is a great distinction but aau it was only texas and ku used to be iowa state all four new schools come in with that distinction aaron i don't think we're going to be like having a pep rally for like the the academic profile or anything like that but still that's kind of cool it's kind of cool bring in some schools that have uh, great academic uh reputations and uh, so we're going to have fun uh, catching up with Mac along the way. Mac was trying to take a little time off, and uh, that did not probably go as well as he had hoped uh, with everything breaking and probably constant meetings and everything along those lines. But uh, pretty amazing times to be in the Big 12. All right, it is uh, coming up uh, our visit with Baylor Director of Athletics, Mac Rhodes, that is next. This is ESPN Central Texas. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. We're teaming up with the McGregor Volunteer Fire Department to help raise money for repairs and maintenance on their fire trucks and equipment. They will be selling raffle tickets for three opportunities to win a rifle, and we will draw the winners live at Jim Turner Chevrolet on August 19th at 1 o'clock. We will also be accepting cash donations and serving free hot dogs. So come out and show your support for the local heroes. And remember, we're just RB to Way McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Are you ready to elevate your Waco experience to a whole new level? Look no further than the Baylor Club, where you can indulge in one-of-a-kind luxury and unwind in our exclusive lounge area. Located in the heart of McLean Stadium, this elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs. With a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality, we take pampering to a whole new level. For interest in membership or to schedule your next private event, call 254-710-8080. Sometimes we say that a person has a wealth of experience. I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Accumulating wealth is like gaining experience. Both demand hard work. If you'd like to grow your hard-earned wealth, let me put more than 25 years of experience to work for you. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Attention Baylor alumni near and far. Are you ready to reconnect, reminisce, and make a lasting impact? Look no further than the Baylor Line Foundation, your alumni partner for life. Whether you're a recent graduate or a seasoned alum, Baylor Line Foundation is the place to stay connected with fellow alumni through exciting events, networking opportunities, and exclusive access to Baylor stories. Rekindle old friendships and forge new ones while cheering on our beloved Bears. To find out more, visit thebaylorlinefoundation.com. Hey guys, we all give gifts on birthdays, anniversaries, and holidays. 
But have you ever given just because gift? When it's not expected, it means the most coming from you. Since 1979, Morrison Gifts has been Waco's gift store for every occasion. Choose from lines of gift ideas, including John Hart leather goods, big old key rings, candles, and jewelry. Always free gift wrapping, and delivery is available. Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business. That's Morrison Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills, close to Jason's Deli. Everson Tractors has provided you with affordable and reliable top-of-the-line Branson tractors for over 30 years. And they're excited to announce that Branson has now teamed up with TYM to combine their forces. Everson's commitment to exceptional service, outstanding value, and innovative machinery is now bigger, stronger, and better. If you're a full-time rancher or weekend warrior, come see the all-new lineup of TYM tractors today at the locally owned and operated Everson Tractor Sales in Robinson, where service is our name. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Mac Rhodes, Baylor Director of Athletics, joining us now. Mac, welcome uh, to the program. I mean, I, I you were trying to get a little time away recently, maybe a tad bit of vacation. Uh, these realignment stories don't really cooperate with that so <laughs> i i would say some of your downtime probably turned into a lot of calls some votes here and there but i guess via zoom i mean you can get something did you did you get any chance to relax do you feel refreshed at all <laughs> well i i do feel refreshed um because i i believe that the uh big 12 has has landed in a in a in a great spot and um Hey, there's there's always next summer. <laughs> oh man, Don't, I wouldn't plan on it. I wouldn't plan. I mean, maybe plan a different time of the summer. I mean, these things are amazing. Uh, this is pretty wild. You get the uh, schools. It's going to be a 16 team conference. Um, I mean, does it feel surreal to someone who served on these subcommittees? on all these committees, looking at expansion, dating back even, oh, 2021 and before, to see where it's ended up. Do you sometimes almost have to shake your head and smile? And I, I imagine you wake up each day kind of thinking, okay, now, <laughs> what's our conference look like in 2024? I mean, you've envisioned this. It, you, you knew it could happen, but the fact it has happened has to be a little bit of a surreal feeling. Yeah, it definitely is. And, you know, as you're going through the, the process and you're, you know, um, focused and, you know, you're, you know, spending all your, your energy on on the goal, right, and, and trying to try to increase or add, add membership, you know, you, you don't have a whole lot of time to, to think about, you know, the what-ifs and, and – um, and to even, you know, maybe realize um, the, the the process and, and the moment or moments that you're going through. And then, you know, all of a sudden you, you get there and, uh, you know, you're just, you know, it, it is, it's surreal. And you're sitting there, you know, Friday evening, you know, I'm, I'm talking to, to, to Amy and I'm like, I, I can't believe this is, this is where we, we landed and, you know, I, I've, I've said it, and you've probably heard me say it. It was uh, really a, an exciting day for, for, for the Big 12. And and yet, you know, it's it's hard not to think about, 
you know, some of your, your colleagues that, uh, where it wasn't as, as fortunate and, um, you know, the, the, you know, the, the people that you, you've been in this, this business with for, for years. And so you think about them and, and you, and you hate it for them. And, um, and you also think about, quite frankly, you know, Baylor could have been, you know, um, you know, in that same position a couple of years ago and, and, and even, you know, uh, a, a time or two before, before that. So, um, a lot of, lot of emotions, you know, that, that you're going through. Um, but you know, I, I am, I'm, I'm happy for the big 12 and I think what's best for the big 12 is, is what's best for, you know, uh, Baylor. And, uh, I, I really think, you know, the big 12 has, has positioned itself long-term in a, in a really, really healthy way. And, uh, and that's, that's certainly good for, for Baylor. Well, you've already got Utah on the schedule this year. You had BYU before they came to the conference. Mac, you, it seems like you kind of know these things when you're setting up these schedules. <laughs> I mean, that next Utah game could be a conference game. I, I, have you, have you kind of started thinking about how you'll handle not just this Utah game, but that following year's Utah game? That'll, that will be very interesting. That's already on the schedule. Yeah, so – you know, obviously we'll, we'll have to go out and find another non-conference, but, um, make mo, make no mistake about it. I'm already lobbying that because we, we, uh, we let Utah in quote unquote, right. Um, that, you know, they need to come here in, in 2024. So we'll, we'll just play them two years in a row in, in McLean stadium. So that's, that's already underway. We'll, we'll see how far I get. He's only half joking, folks. I, I I don't I don't see any problem with that. I, I don't. Been a, yeah, there's been hey. some back to back situations like that. Yeah, there there would be right efficiency of travel. They would know exactly where to go and and how to do it and put the places to eat, places to stay. So I think in a way we're we're doing them a favor. Although I like Salt Lake City. I mean, that's kind of fun. I mean, I think Bear fans at some point want to go discover that. But uh, I like where you're going with this. Mac Rose joined the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. You being from Tucson and graduating from Arizona, you've never had the opportunity to be in the same league as the Wildcats. Um, How special is that for you personally that uh, Arizona is now in the uh, Big 12? Yeah, you know, you again. It's one of those things that you try not to think about. You're not really thinking about as you're as you're in the moment. But you know, the aftermath uh, it is special. Um, you know, that's Tucson's my hometown. My my mom and dad, you know, still live there. I've got a brother and his family that lives there, and you know, great memories of my time at the at the University of Arizona. And so, um, yeah, it's it is really cool and special that. Uh, that, that my alma mater is, is now, you know, part of the Big 12 and, you know, uh, obviously looking forward to hosting them when, when they come to, to Tucson, but uh, equally excited to, to be able to, you know, go, go on a road trip and, and go back home and, and uh, watch, watch us play against, uh, against the Wildcats in, in Tucson. 
Are your favorite uh, restaurants there in Tucson? Are some of those still blowing and going? Like what? Uh, what was your what was your kind of your go to uh, in Tucson? Yeah, so Minilitos and and uh, and and Crossroads, uh, two of the best Mexican food places that I've I've ever eaten at. So uh, you you uh, you can be sure that uh, we'll uh, we'll make a stop at uh, at least one of those places every time we we go play play in Tucson. That does not sound like Tex-Mex to me. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's. Uh, it, it wouldn't be Tex-Mex. Yeah. <laughs> well, how do you think the Big 12 um, is going to be organized in terms of divisions, pods? Um, obviously, you start thinking about those things in 2024, 16 teams. Um, how do you kind of see that shaking out when you start uh, thinking ahead? Yeah, Matt, it is a, it is a great great question and um you know um just honestly i i think it's you know more to come uh those are the conversations that uh we're going to begin to to have um you know sooner rather than later when we think about the the scheduling piece for football we think about the scheduling piece for you know uh basketballs and and then you know all of our other sport programs baseball softball and and volleyball and soccer and, you know, all of them. Right. Um, and then, you know, um, do we need to, to have conversation about, you know, championships and, and what they look like and, you know, uh, furthermore championship sites. And so I think those are all things that, uh, that we're going to have to tackle here in, um, in the very new, near future, you know, start, start sooner rather than later. You think about, you know, bowl game alliances and, um, you know, what's going to happen with the CFP, you know, uh, and I don't think, you know, we can, we can answer that until we, we know whether or not, you know, uh, the Pac-12 remains and it, and it continues on as a, as a power five and, you know, it's just the six highest seeds anymore and, and the revenue. So, um, you know, Friday, Friday changed uh, a, a lot of things, and and, uh, and so you know uh, college football, the Big Twelve, you know obviously the Big Ten, you know have have a lot to, to think about and a lot to discuss. Are you watching a sport sporting event as we speak? I mean, it sounds like maybe there's some competition happening. Uh, it almost sounds like maybe you're attending football practice or something along those lines. What's uh, can you describe? some of the action that you're observing as you're talking to us. Well, I am not, uh, I am not John Morris. That's for sure. But, uh, I am at, uh, I'm, I'm at, uh, football practice and, uh, you know, just with everything going on, I haven't, haven't had a lot of opportunity to, to see his practice. And so, uh, I'll just say that, uh, it is great to be out here and, and, uh, and watch our young men compete. All right. Well, I like some of those young coaches, by the way, Stewart, Pallage, that Christian Robinson who played at Georgia. He's extremely impressive. So it's a fun staff. I mean, it's a fun staff. I mean, we'll see if they can win a bunch of games and we'll hope so. But it does seem like uh, the kind of staff that we were talking about and you were talking about Dave wanting to get together. 
uh, put together that related to these players. And uh, I was around some of them the other night. I won't say where because there may have, you know, there was some interesting, you know, we had a, we had a fun time. But those, uh, I mean, they're just really, really impressive young guys on that staff. Are you getting the same feeling from being around them? Yeah, I am. They're, uh, you know, they're they're really talented, um, you know, technically, and and certainly they're still still learning and growing. And you know, I uh, I hope I can say say that about them twenty twenty years from now. But uh, great energy, great connectivity with uh, with our young men, and so that's that's really uh, cool to see. And then, you know, I think great connectivity with one another, collaboration. Um, it's in a very, very short time, I would say, um, the, the staff has become really, really cohesive. And, uh, I know I can even see it in, in, you know, Dave's face and his, in his eyes that, uh, I think he's got really great peace about, about the staff and who they are, uh, as people, who they are in terms of coaches and, and leading young men and, and uh, and how they're they're working together. All right. Do you anticipate um, maybe going the conference going to nine or ten conference games? See, we can have fun with this, like the SEC that talked about this nonstop for you know every day for months. We can start speculating now on how many conference games you will play, but it, it certainly will maybe put pressure for it to move in that direction. If you want to get more games, conference games in, where where do you stand on that? Because you, I guarantee you, you've already formed an opinion in that area. <laughs> yeah. So one, you know, you've got you know your TV partners, you know that uh, can, um, and and they certainly with us they they did you know mandate a minimum number of of conference games, and so that that's not to say that you know we couldn't ever go below that, but you know we would certainly need their. Pre- uh, permission and 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 have to have that that uh, that discussion. So, you know, I'll I'll say at least right now that um, that we're going to stay at at nine. Um, I would I would guess that uh, if we were to change, it would go up rather than than uh, decrease. But that's you know harder you know uh, said than done. And you know this, you've been doing this for a while. You know, um, having to get out of you know, non-conference games and, you know, uh, so many of us, you know, have, have non-conference games scheduled out, you know, a minimum of five years, if not more. So, um, you know, going back to your, your original question, that will be, you know, part of the, part of the conversations that will begin very, very soon when we think about, uh, football scheduling. Y'all are pretty agile during the pandemic though. I mean, you know, you, you're put, they're putting games together within like a week. You remember SMU? Y'all were thinking about playing SMU like on a dime. Like, can we be ready to play next week with a new team? So I, I, I do think maybe that changed the way administrators think about scheduling a little bit. I mean, you know, if you need to change or adapt, uh, y'all certainly showed uh, that you could. Now, Mac, what do you think about the ACC and what you're hearing from them now, like on possibly – adding a couple of schools. I'm sure you would kind of like to see something positive happen to these schools that are kind of just left out there. Um, what direction do you see 
that possibly going? Could you see that happening with maybe the ACC? I feel like everybody feels the pressure right now. They kind of need to expand. You know, it's like, wait, are we going to let the Big Ten and, you know, the Big 12 take this thing over? Um, you know, there, there probably is a little pressure in that regard. Yeah, you know, um, I, I know, you know, Commissioner Phillips, and, and um, the one thing I, I do know about him is, is that he's, he's got a plan. I think it's, you know, a, a really tough and difficult environment uh, right now um, when, you, when you think about, you know, additional you know, uh, expansion, membership additions. Um, there's just not a whole lot more um, money in the system in terms of the, 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 the TV media partners. And so, you know, I do hope, I really do hope that, uh, you know, uh, Stanford and a, and a Cal and a Washington State and Oregon State can, you know, find a, a great place, um, you know, whether or not that could, that could happen at a at a full share, I think remains to be seen. My personal opinion is that that would be really really difficult. But you know who who knows, um, and uh, we'll we'll see see what happens. But I do you know hope the, the the very best for those four institutions. I know each of each of their ads and and they're great people and they're great leaders and uh, they're they're in a really really tough spot. And I I hate that for them. What was your dislike level of Arizona State when you were an undergrad at Arizona? Is it is it compared to Baylor TCU? Is it that kind of because there was some stuff that really started forming between Baylor and TCU that wasn't pretty, and it was a lot of fun actually, and we've seen it kind of carry on. Um, have you learned over the years to appreciate the Sun Devils a little more? I guess you have to be somewhat diplomatic in the role you're in now. Yeah, I was I was always measured, and uh, and I did have have uh, great respect for for Arizona State. I, I will say, um, you know, that's probably um, one of the the rivalries that um, you know that's underappreciated. Uh, that is a a fierce rivalry between those those two institutions, and um, you know, I think very much like you know Baylor TCU. Um, and so I, I think just bringing, you know, that rivalry to the, to the big 12, uh, bringing, you know, Utah, BYU, that rivalry to the, to the big 12. Um, those are all things that are, that are really, really great for, for this conference. And, um, you know, uh, Baylor and TCU will, uh, will, will try to keep our end up, uh, of the bargain as well. You think Arizona state and Utah, will eventually kind of get excited about this. I mean, they seem to be – Arizona State was certainly not thrilled, and they were trying to hang on and, and wanted, uh, you know, the Pac-12 to make. Um, how long does that kind of like mourning process, you think, you know, take place uh, for administrators that have loved a conference as long as they didn't? Maybe did, didn't – they were kind of fighting against this happening. They obviously had to make a move. How long does that take, do you think, for administrators, fan bases, and everybody to maybe get excited about a new conference? Yeah, I, I think it happens pretty pretty quickly. And and you know, and and I would tell you, you know, in fairness to to those particular two institutions, you know, uh, I, I do feel like Utah. Um, once you got on the phone with them and and, and talked to them, there was genuine 
genuine excitement and uh, and and wanting to come and and I think you know um, Arizona State you know um, maybe you know certainly publicly it it didn't feel that way and and you know not not trying to make make excuses but you know I know for for example you know their president. And he spent a lot of time and energy, not for just a year uh, or two or three, but for years, you know, 15 plus years, um, you know, pouring sweat equity into the Pac-12 and and really, you know, trying to, to, to make that work. And then, you know, all of a sudden, poof. Um, you find yourself in a, in a different situation. And so I just think, you know, emotionally that's, that's hard. And, uh, you know, I, I talked about it, you know, with, with staff and, and some others, you know, I, I think it's like, you know, uh, you know, a head coach, right. You're going to support them 100%. You're going to be in the foxhole with them uh, all the way until the very moment that you just, you just can't. And I think that's exactly, you know, how, how Arizona state, you know, handled it. And so, you know, I, I do respect that and, um, and I've got no problem with it and, uh, they're going to be, they're going to be great members. Um, and, uh, and I think Arizona state makes, makes the big 12 better. All right. Say the name of that restaurant one more time. The, the Mexican restaurant you mentioned, cause, uh, you see, I want to hear that one more time. I'm going to kind of add that to my list of places to seek out. I, I, I caught the crossroads. What was the first one? Me, Neditos. Okay. Okay. That's, uh, Google, that sounds like. Google, yeah. Google, Google that one, and, and uh, I promise you that uh, either one of those, you can't go wrong. All right. I, I, I question you for not uh, – I, I feel like if I were you, I would have gone to that France, go to Nice or – Paris to watch men's <laughs> basketball, the women, Italy, and Greece. I guess you couldn't really show favoritism, so you decided to stay home in in uh, gorgeous Central Texas. But uh, yeah, man, what those are those are some awesome trips right now, and I'm seeing good things. By the way, I know you um, are not on social media as much as I am, but you've probably already had it reported to you. Jacoby Walter and Eve Missy combined for 46 points today, so. Um, I, again, I have no clue who they're playing against, but I kind of like those results. Those are both freshmen. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. No, it, it is. And, um, grateful to the, to the staffs that are with each of those programs. And they, uh, they text me live updates and, and how we're doing and, you know, a great opportunity for, uh, for our student athletes, for our, our, our young women and young men to go and experience that and, you know, a great opportunity for them to, to build cohesiveness and, and for the staff. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited about, uh, you know, uh, this year's women's, women's basketball roster and, and, uh, and certainly men's basketball. And, you know, how much I, I love both Nikki and Scott. And, um, you know, I think they both programs have an opportunity to, to, to have a great year. And, and, uh, and I think this, these two trips are a big part of that when uh when you again think about just building building team and so um glad they were they were able uh to do that and 
you know, we, we had a lot of donors that, that stepped up for both programs to, to help make it possible. And so grateful, uh, grateful to them uh, for, for doing that. All right, we had three French-speaking uh, players on the team. That helps for the men to have translators on the team, and uh, it's a very intellectual bunch, but uh, that's kind of cool that they had three. They're going to France, and they had three French-speaking uh, players. Mac, that was, uh, it was great to catch up with you, and, uh, boy, it's been, a, it's been a busy, busy, uh, wild time, but I think it's an exciting time for the Big 12, and I know you've been in the middle of all this for, for several years. Uh, so I appreciate everything you've done on behalf of Baylor, and I know our fans and listeners are very excited about this new-look Big 12. I appreciate you doing this. Well, thank you, Matt. Always grateful for the opportunity. We'll, uh, we'll talk soon, I'm, I'm sure. Take care. All right. That sounds good. There he goes, Mac Rhodes, Baylor Director of Athletics. we got to leave it with you. This is the end of the program, end of the road. Thank you, Aaron. And uh, we appreciate you. We'll be back with you at 4 o'clock tomorrow. Everybody have a great evening. Good night. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. Got chronic joint pain? Not having success with steroids, but trying to avoid surgery? Well, thankfully, there's a better way. And it's now available here for the medical professionals at QC Kinetics. Hey, it's Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN.